internet, welcome back to the Fast Travel Lounge. My name is Patrick, you're listening to episode 54. I am joined by Seth and Steve. Say hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. Wubble, wubble, dub, dub. You know what? You're off the pod. You know what? Fight for the best. I, what do you mean? Uh, it's just because I'm too smart because I watch a show like Rick and Morty. Like, you <laughs> probably wouldn't understand the high tier humor. No. So this one I episode, haven't played it, but I've already seen people making that argument about high on life. Steve, the, the, the man who has made it his life's goal to drop the word classy in the first, like, 120 seconds of the last few episodes is telling you that you're off the pod. How do you feel? I didn't say it this time. I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Beethoven was probably um, vindicated like this in his time, and he turned out all right, didn't he? <laughs> I do. What the fuck? What do you mean by that? Just great artists are recognized after their death, and that's all I have to say about that. Like your death or Seth's death or, or my death? Who's, yes. who's death here? Yes. Probably the death of the universe, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> the human race is doing its damnedest to get there. Uh, this is the last episode of 2022. Big year. It's the, uh, it's the Christmas special. Uh, it's kind of like the beach episode where it's all filler except Christmas themed. Although, because we're recording this in Australia and New Zealand, we could actually be at the beach. You guys don't know. Um, actually, we can't. Sydney's got fucking shit weather. Like, it hasn't been, like, above, like, 25 degrees in the past week. Like, it's raining at the moment. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Shit weather hasn't been above 25? Sounds kind of like good weather, to be honest. Um, maybe from shit, shit for beach. Uh, yeah, shit for beach, yeah. But it, 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 it makes me feel less guilty because when I stay inside with all the curtains drawn because of the glare on my um, TV screen, doesn't really care if it's raining outside and it's shit weather, like... I'm legally obligated to play video games then. That's true, I guess. Uh, you can't miss out on, every, on anything if everybody else is staying inside. <laughs> and what, what better thing to do than, than stay inside than listen to the uh, absolute bumper spoiler cast episode, which went up last week. Uh, the first of, I'm doing this in air quotes, many, maybe, possibly, we'll find out. <laughs> Someday, uh, maybe, hopefully. Exactly. Next, next Pokemon game, so about next November. God, they would do every, that, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, just every, every November. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what they do. Like, every Pokemon game comes out in November since, like, the dawn of time. Right, but you don't, you don't think there's going to be, like, a, a Pokemon Legends uh, somewhere in someone's colon part two coming out? I hope Legends, it's in your Nova. Um, Legends Kyurum. Ky- 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 I don't know how to pronounce that word. Kyurum, <clears throat> I think. Kyurum. I think it's Kyurum. I've, I've always said Kyurum. Yeah, it's probably closer. Legends Genesect, how about that? Fuck, give me a Genesect game. Genesect is a is a is a species I expected to come back from the future. You know what? No, fuck it. We're not talking fifty four. We're gonna continue with the spoiler cast. Why the fuck wasn't Genesect in the future? Well Tell technically that, it's, just, it's it's just a man made Kabuto. Like it's it's not from the future, they just put like well, a bunch and, of and, like. And stuff you don't in think him. you don't think it's peak evolution? It has a fucking gun strapped to its back. What what the fuck what the fuck would have killed it? Like how how would that die out? I'm pretty sure all of the Paradox Pokemon in um, Violet, when you trade them over to Scarlet, their um, their Pokedex entries say they're being man-made. Really? Huh. Yeah, when um, when you transfer the Paradox Pokemon over to the other versions, you actually get proper Pokedex entries for them. No, they're found in a book. <laughs> this looks su- extremely suspicious. Like, it looks vaguely similar to something else that's described in this book. Cool, thanks. The, the, the book that has, like, pictures of crayons and things that the game goes, hey, this is a super important book, but you know what? Look at the pretty pictures. I wish Read I could look at story. the pretty pictures, but you just told me there's pretty pictures, and then you, you closed the, key, the text item. 
Do you reckon it's the sort of book that that uh, that fucking Arvin or someone would just like tear out a page and then write a sandwich recipe on? You know what? I wouldn't put it past the fucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my dog's very sick. Where? Jesus. I feel like uh, Coridon would uh, actually rip out a page to eat it. <laughs> num num. Well, no, uh, how do you think I got so smart? Like by reading? No, you gotta eat the pages. Fucking osmosis of books right there. I think you literally took it out of my brain. I was gonna say osmosis. Anyway. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, joke's on you. I ate like three books just before this, so I've, I've got one up on you. E- eating spot goes to the farm does not count as eating a book. Actually, it was Harry McClary from Donaldson's Dairy, so you can shut the fuck up. We gonna watch that movie? <laughs> what do you mean, movie? Isn't it a movie? Oh no, that's Clifford the Big Red Dog. They made yeah. a live action movie of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, they, they, you, they made just a, they when made you think a... Hollywood's out of ideas, they come out with fucking that. <laughs> Jesus, God has abandoned us. <laughs> Speaking of, um, actually, I can't really make that segue work. Um, round the lounge for this week. <laughs> Just thinking of speaking of being abandoned, I realize it's got nothing to do with around the lounge. Um, Seth, what have you been up to this week? Uh, I played Street Fighter Six for a little bit. I've done other things, but I want to keep this week short, so I'm going to talk about something I can sum up in 10 minutes. I don't know if that's for good reasons or bad reasons. You'll, you'll never find out. What do you mean? I'll find out in like a, a sweet little succinct 10-minute packet, which Steve and I will do our best to derail the fuck out of when you get to your stage anyway um so what's new that's exactly what i was going to ask to steve actually uh what's new with you steve um so uh look just between us fellas and the thousands of our listeners uh we both know that i'm uh, and both uh, being me and the listener at home me and being in your ears i'm a very big fan of game pass um and microsoft in their benevolent glory likes to giveth good games and they like to taketh Good games. Um, it's the way of the world. So, in like around about December the first, December the second, they announced that Dragon Quest Eleven, a uh, famous RPG, was leaving Game Pass, and I'm like, you know what? I can finish that in 15 days. It's supposed to leave on December the 15th, and it did leave on December the 15th. I did not make that deadline for reasons I'll explain during my my section, and I had to purchase the game, which, uh, for better or worse, it is what it is. But yes, I have been playing Dragon Quest XI, and that is a uh, video game. It's a very good video game, even. Let's wait until my section. <laughs> no. <laughs> that, now that's a threat. Uh, cool. What about and, you, Pat? Oh, thank you. Thank you for asking, Steve. Always so kind. Uh, don't worry, Seth. Uh, I'm sure eventually you'll learn to think about someone else other than yourself, but um, nah, I've been playing- I already figured I'm not, never going to. Might, might as well commit. Fair enough. Um, I have been playing uh, a little bit of a little bit of Neep Speed Unbound. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll give give my thoughts on that. But why don't we uh, open the round with um, which of these will put which of these will cure my insomnia faster? <laughs> Dragon Quest Eleven. Start. We'll start. Uh, start there. Man, insomnia. Yeah. Man, play a couple of minutes of that game, and then I'll put you straight to sleep. Um. <clears throat> so Dragon Quest Eleven uh, came out for the 3DS and the PS4 in 2017. It since Fairly came recent by our standards. <laughs> yeah, when you think of it like that. Um, but like a definitive edition came out for the Xbox One and the Xbox Series X um, last year, I believe, maybe uh, middle of 2020. And they just did the, made it, made it 4K, put some bells and whistles on it, made it available on Game Pass. 
And it just I think it's correct me if I'm mistaken, anybody, but it's the first time that a Dragon Quest game has been made available through Xbox consoles. So it's good to see that uh Microsoft or Xbox Game Studios are actually caring about us JRPG lovers. Do you, do you want to know a funny thing about the your your claim of being a definitive edition, by the way, Steven? Not really, but Going from Dragon Quest Eleven to Dragon Quest Eleven uh, S, um, uh, they changed engines and uh, they couldn't transfer everything over to the new engine, so they had to remake everything. So er- all of the models and textures are actually worse going into S. If you want to get the best looking game out of Dragon Quest Eleven, you got to play the original release. On a 3DS, I will not be doing that. Well, I think it looks gorgeous. Like it, it doesn't look bad. No, no, on um. Uh, on uh, PS4 and Steam, I think it's also available. Actually, no, I think I got to delisted on Steam and just S is available now there. Well, it, it looks amazing. I think it looks amazing. Um, that's probably one of the highlights of this. So if they, if you think that the old one does look better, Seth, I'd say you go and get some glasses. Um, that's funny that they actually remade it. So I'm not, I'm not even playing a remaster. I'm borderline playing a brand new game. It's like that um, Ship of Theseus, if you... Rebuild it without using a single a single piece of the same wood. Is it really the same ship? I know about that because of Wonder Vision. Is it mentioned in Wonder? Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I, I was hoping that would hurt someone, but instead it just caused confusion. <laughs> Wonder Vision was good. Um, but anyway, so um, so Dragon Quest Eleven is a very big, very very big game. Um, like how I think big? I'm kind of, like hang on, oh, wait, 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 like like this big or like bigger? Um, I can't see you, Pat. This is an audio medium. Um, okay, well, my, my hands so, are, like, so roughly, roughly, like, uh... Two Patrick's we wide. Well, no, well, not not that wide. I was thinking more like a baby, like, four or five months old, sort of, like, lengthways. Or alternatively, like, three of them widthways. Up to you. I don't know if you use the Imperial metric system, but, like... Yeah, like that's this lost on me. It's not funny anymore. Um... <laughs> I appreciate I mean, I when Steven just doesn't commit to the bit and just buries it. Um, well, I meant, I meant longest in terms of time. Um, that's why it's sort of... Uh, well, like how long? Like this long? Yeah. So I'm pointing to a watch and I'm pointing to the clock on the wall. Um, one of them's analog, one of them's digital. Um, so anyway, I thought I could finish this game. I knew it was going to be a long game. I knew that coming into it, all JRPGs are long games. Yeah, um, how, long, how long to beat says just doing the main story is 57 hours. 57 <laughs> fucking hours. Go, going from main fuck. and sides, it's 88 hours, and completionist is 122. I think I did completionist in around 100, but also oh, a lot know. of that was just me letting the game run uh, auto-clicker in the casino, just grinding uh, money. Yeah, I don't know how you can fucking do that. Um, I, yeah, anyway. I think the only thing I've seen with a longer with a longer completion is time to be actually. I need to look this up. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Does Xenoblade Hunter- games? No, I was thinking Generations Ultimate. Actually, Generations Ultimate completionist gets up there as well. Uh, yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles yeah. on the Wii says 161 hours. Ooh, okay, that might be it out actually. Which, which is funny because Definitive Edition says 134 hours, which added more content. So how did they lose hours? <laughs> probably just made it more efficient. Yeah, probably made got rid of those fucking fetch quests in the end. Oh, oh they actually made the fetch quests uh, more bearable. That's right. <laughs> okay, actually, <laughs> most of generations is gonna kick your ass. What is it? Holy 300. Fuck. What are we going? Are we going on average or? 
Like, yeah, emphasis I'm, on how long to beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, but how how long to beat is given is giving me average, median, rushed, and leisure. Oh, I didn't oh. know that. <laughs> I'll look at median then. All right, <laughs> median for completionist. Yes. Yes. Six hundred and eight hours. Fuck Jesus off. Christ. <laughs> oh man. People that play Monster Hunter are built different. <laughs> yeah, well, they play what literally can I say? nothing else. <laughs> okay, well, if you look at my Steam for the activity for the last week, actually true, unironically, but that's not the point. I mean, to be fair, in a one-week span, if you're playing something, you're not, you're trying not to divert your attention that much. Actually, actually, you, you know what? I, I think I can, I think I can smack through the uh, the November update for for um. Sorry, wait, how many? How far am I behind? November or December? November, I think. I think. I think. Uh, Rise. I think Rise Sunbreak got its November update. I don't think we've had the December update yet. Anyway, I'll I'll fucking talk about that as well because I can just knock that out of the park for one of my final things in 2023. Anyway, what what are we talking about? Uh, uh Dragon Quest Eleven. Final, final Fantasy fourteen. I think. Oh shit! Yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen's update is coming out soon. I should get back on that. <laughs> should you? Yeah, it's it's all story stuff. I can I can run through that. Steve Steve just pulled up the chair and he put out the banner that said, "We're here to help you, Seth." And he just goes, "Should you?" It, it's you story. Sure? It's not like I'm grinding out to, um trials or raids. It's just go through the MSQ. It'd be fine. It'll take me this ten hours. An, this is an intervention. <laughs> so Stephen, uh, yes. uh, Stephen, quick question: How does it feel? How does what feel? The, the Seth oh, treatment. To be, to be interrupt. Yeah, the Seth fucking treatment. Give yourself not salty about that. It's good. We want we want tangents. We don't want to actually talk about Dragon Quest Eleven because spoiler, it's semi boring. Well, it's also uh, just such a big game. Well, it, it suffers from uh, something that I I'm gonna take from uh, the old ABC TV show Good Game. It suffers from JDS, Japanese dialogue syndrome. They talk. They talk. They talk, they talk, they talk, they talk. Get to the fucking point. This game is only that long because someone will say something. Someone will be like, oh, so you mean? And just repeat what they fucking said. I'm like, all right, cool. You know what? I think that um, that, work, uh, that helps. Sorry, let me get my words right. It's better when the uh, Dragon Quest games aren't voiced because you're not sitting there waiting for the people voice acting to get through the dialogue boxes. You're reading at your own pace, which might be fast, which is definitely faster than people uh, talk at. So you get through the dialogue much quicker. And Dragon Quest Eleven in Japan's original release didn't have uh, uh, voice acting like Pokemon. Um, they <laughs> only had it when it came over to the West. And yeah, so I imagine Do they have full-on like music sequences and rap battles and stuff. Uh, no, there's a couple of like harp sequences though, and those are like yeah, there's uh, a couple of musical sequences. Yeah, there's there's like a sequence in one of the main characters, well, one of the party members is singing, but that's not voice, so it just sounds fucking weird. Um, it's just like an orchestral soundtrack, and it's just like text, and she's moving her <laughs> mouth, and I'm like, all right, wow, budget over. <laughs> yeah, big Pokemon vibes. Yeah, and, then, and then, well, the voice acting. Let's just pivot slightly to the voice acting. I think the voice acting is good. Um, I know the voice even, acting is great. I love it in this yeah. game. Yeah, like, it's good voice acting, but at the same time, all the voices sound like it's someone pretending to an accent. Because every town yeah. you go to, every, or every town or city has a different accent. Like, uh, one of the towns is sort of, actually, Hotto, I think it's pronounced, is actually a really cool town, because they all, every single character speaks in haikus. Yeah, that's, that's so such a good clever. town. I love it yeah, so it's much. so good. Um, but you got, like, other towns like uh, Gondolia, uh, three guesses what that is. Everyone's on a fucking uh, Gonzalo because it's like Venice. Um, everyone's fucking Italian. Um, you've got this. 
this other place. It's in the desert. Um, three guesses to what they sound like. Um, <laughs> they've all got a heavy Arabian accent. Yeah, my, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> but, they, but it sounds like it's someone. It's playing stereotypes, but it doesn't feel like it's doing it out of racism. It's just stereotypes just like, oh, for the sake yeah. of it. identity. It, it, yeah, for the sake of differentiating all these towns and cities and try to flesh out the world, but which is fine, but it sounds like it's someone imitating the accent, which means, like, oh, this isn't real. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, like, every time uh, my girlfriend is like, oh, hey, you're playing that game with a shitty accent. I'm like, shut the fuck up, get out of here. <laughs> and then I put on my headphones so I don't get made fun of. Um, <laughs> but and I think the voice acting is really good in this game, um, even if it's sort of... The voice I acting and everything. the characters are really good. Like, I like the yeah. main cast a lot in this game. Yeah, so essentially, just sort of back, take a step back and talk about the actual story itself. So the story is, you are this kid you're or something. basically the chosen one. Yeah, you're, you're, you're the chosen one that's born uh, as, like, a prince in his city. The city gets burned down. Surely you're the dragon, right? The dragon in Dragon Quest? No, you're on the quest. There's a lot of dragons in it that you've got to uh, accept the quest from. Not really, actually. There's just some dragons you got to beat. Um, I'm still waiting for an 11-year-old to turn out because it's Dragon Quest 11. So hopefully in the last fucking 30 hours or so, it doesn't go weird. But yeah, so yeah you're, you're a chosen one called the Luminary and uh, your pretty much job, for lack of a better word, is to beat back the dark forces as all these type of games are. And along the way, you join up uh, with a bunch of other people and you form a party and then... Things happen, your party gets split up, you find them again. The sword you're supposed to do breaks, you've got to reforge it. It's a lot of, you've got a quest to do. Hey, wait, 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 so, wait. So it's, so it's Lord of the Rings? If, yeah, it, very close. It kind of um, takes cues from a bunch of fantasy stuff. Yeah, it does. Um, whether that's, it just feels like it's a bunch of, so every time you go to a new city, there's something going on and you sort of got to finish that before you go on to the next step. It's like, oh, so there's one part where you've got to collect six orbs. Oh, okay, let's, uh, let's oh, there's like, what, six or seven cities in the world. Let's go there and solve their problem and not give me an orb. Like, it, it just seems like it's a weird bit of padding. Uh, there is, there is some- I don't think it's padding. It's more like they're telling little story arcs in each area while you're on your overall quest of going to go get the orbs. That's true, but they're just not very, uh, actually, they are good. In the first part, like there's essentially you can break this down into four acts. And I just finished um, act two this morning. Um, and act one is sort of you're getting the party together and collecting those orbs. And that's- Oh, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. You said it was leaving Game Pass. How did you finish it this morning? Ah, good. Hey, you picked up on this. I was going to leave this to the end, but I'll say it now. You called me out. So there were, I played this game. I probably put- 20, 25 hours into this game over 15 days, which is fucking very hard to do this time of year with social events and work <laughs> and other kind of stuff. Um, and holding interventions. And holding interventions, recording a award-winning podcast. Getting Christmas presents that you don't want to uh, give out. You just half-heartedly uh, get. We don't give Christmas presents in my family. We've stopped doing that. Um, but like a training my boxing so I can beat Jake Paul in a one-on-one, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I put a significant amount of time into this game and I like, I looked online, I'm like, surely it's near, near the end. And it's like, oh yeah, you're about in act one. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to get this. So then I caved, Microsoft, it left Game Pass and I tried to uh, sneaky, sneaky, leave it running 
Um, so when it left, it'd be like, oh, well, like it's still running. It's not going to kick you out. It kicks you out. <laughs> and, and you can't leave a game half done. Yeah. And because I'm broken, I literally cannot have this on my conscience. I need to finish the game. And so I caved and I bought it. But, but dear listener, I did not spend a single dollar on it. So what I did, so Microsoft has these weird rewards point systems. So by like using Bing, um, doing their weird reward quest type of things, you can get between like 50 to 100 or sometimes even 200 rewards points a day. And after getting about 7,000 of these, you can redeem that for, uh, I think it's a $25 gift voucher uh, for like, that can be used in the Xbox store. And I had like, 25,000 of these points. So I was able to use those points to get $50 worth of um, coupons or vouchers or whatever you want to call it. And then buy Dragon Quest because it was on special for 30 bucks. So I, I didn't pay for this game, but I still bought it, if that makes sense. Because um, I, I had to finish it, for better or worse. It sounds like you're trying to describe playing a, a freemium mobile game but not wanting to tell people <laughs> that you just gave them your credit card. He's justifying using Bing. <laughs> Actually, I don't know what's worse. Uh, using Bing. I mean, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> I, but it is, look, it is what it is. I didn't pay for this video game. I needed to finish this video game. It's why I do those fucking reward point quests every day. Um, and I, it came in handy because I would have had to have bought it with my own hard-earned money, and I didn't want to do that. Yeah, Dragon Quest Eleven. Um, it's got turn-based combat as well. Eh. <laughs> just throwing that in there at the end. Does that make it better or worse? Uh, it's just generic turn-based combat. Like there are difficulty modifiers you can put on, but I don't know why you would put them on because I like the um, I like the one that makes you shy, so you just randomly just can't talk to people. I didn't put any of those ones on. Why would you put that on? That sounds silly. It is silly, but it's a small type of thing that's really fun about an additional playthrough of the game if you ever want to do it a second time. Oh, who has oh, the yes, time? the shy guy percent. Dragon Quest is a comfort game for a lot of people. They play it, they don't really progress all that much. They just kind of, like, play it leisurely and do, like, little bits of progression or little bits of battles or grind a little bit, and it's just kind of, like, comfort food. (laughs) Yeah, and power to those people. Um, Good on them. It just feels like I'm chipping away to get this finished. Like, I'll do... I'll play for like two hours straight and I'll just be like, all right, cool. I finished sort of like one small quest as a part of the bigger quest and there's a million more to go. Uh, yeah, sorry, but getting back into the combat, it's just very simplified turn-based. Uh, so it's it Pokemon. No, because there's no like, well, there is like weaknesses, but it doesn't really matter that much. Like you'll do 10 points damage. Like so you'll, instead of doing 90 damage, you'll do 100 damage. Like it's really doesn't matter anything. There are groups that like, enemies can get like grouped together, like enemies of the same name. Oh, so you've got horde battles. Essentially, yeah, and enemies that are grouped together, you can attack at the same time with, like, area of effect spells, but you can't attack every enemy on the screen. Um, so that, I don't want to use the word complex, but that's as difficult as it gets. It's not difficult at all. Um, there are a couple of times when, like, I'll uh, die to boss battles because I sort of, uh, they'll get, like, a critical hit on me, or I'm not sort of, like, not, not set up, because you don't really need to set up, but occasionally they'll... Uh, because boss battles, usually bosses get two or three attacks in a row, which is fucking unfair. And if they use all three attacks on, like, one character, of course they're going to die. So I have to put my healer character to revive. And because um, the revive only has a 50% chance of reviving, if it doesn't go well, it's like, oh, shit. Um, up the creek now. Um, 
Is it the sort of thing that uh, that you just sit like that you'd say before the boss and just soft reset until you get through it? Or no, so it's one of those games where it's like there are, it auto saves every time you go into a new area, and you can only save when you're at campsites. And campsites are like few, or not sorry, not campsites, at like churches. And churches are like few and far between. So sometimes you can be like you can die. And, oh, I've lost half an hour of progress. That's right. <laughs> Video games do this, um, and it's especially like kind of rough, like. So it auto saves at the start of the dungeon. And so it takes you 35, 40 minutes to get through the dungeon. You get a bunch of experience, a bunch of gold, a bunch of treasure chests. And it's like, oh shit, I've died to the boss because the boss got lucky or the boss did an RNG thing that fucked me up. Um, never lost half an hour of progress. I'm like, okay, I'm frustrated. Yeah, as much as Dragon Quest has progressed as a series in um, accessibility, it's still very much a traditional RPG as well at the same time so there's a lot of stuff that they haven't done like checkpointing at a boss fight or doing battle restarts it's annoying and there's a couple of other things like uh you can get like cursed from an enemy and that that carries out of battle and there's no way to get rid of the curse unless you go to a church um unless i probably spoil you learn later on i've heard that that's true in real life as well yeah especially if you walk underneath the ladder um, so Dragon Quest Eleven, it's I'm enjoying my time with it. I am not sure I'd recommend it if you're not into RPGs or sorry JRPGs especially. I oh, know it's very much a JRPG game for JRPG fans. Like this is JRPG at its core. Yeah, and the, the story's like okay, but it waffles on for a bit. Um, I'm thinking I'm close to the stage where I'm like, all right, just get fucking on with it. There's there's definitely going to be a point where things start picking up. I think I'm at that point. Um, but anyway, but I, I'm, I enjoyed my time at the start. Like the first probably 10, 15, probably 20 hours, I really enjoyed it. It was so fun. The story was engaging. The characters were sort of fun. And now it's just sort of like, oh, no, you've got another thing to do and then another thing to do. And, and now that all the party members' backstories are sort of like filled out, it's just more of like, oh, yeah, now you feels like extra padding and extra characters they've stapled on. Um, also, just really quick before I finish up, uh, Akira Toriyama, the guy that um, did Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, he's the lead artist on this. Yeah. And every single character you can recognize from like his art style. I don't know. He's, um, he's, he kind of suffers from the same face. but He suffers from the also- same face. He suffers from the same hair. He suffers yep. from the same outfits. Um, the like, luminary is just know, trunks. Yeah. You, you literally, yeah. Like, there's like, what, three trunks haircuts? And, like, all three of them are in this game, like, ridiculously, like, a lot. There's fucking a shit ton of spikes. Um, when you're using one of your special powers in battle, you get, like, a blue aura around you and your character does, like, a Super Saiyan charge-up thing. Um, but but no, that's that one's, I, I think that one's actually new for Eleven as well. I think there's similar systems in other games, but, like, the way it looks in Eleven is new for this game. Is there any chance that the uh, full game title is actually Dragon Ball Z Quest? 11? I literally wouldn't fucking surprise me. Um, like, Goku could come in and, like, hey, Kamehameha or everyone, I'd be like, yeah, cool. It's, it'd be very, it would fit the thing. One of the old protagonists thing. looks like Gohan. They will fight. Yeah, anyway, Dragon Quest 11. I'll probably give it, like, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm at that stage where, I, like, according to Google, I'm halfway and I'm starting to burn out on it. Um, I'll finish it because I'm broken and I need to finish it. Um, I need to put the full stop on the end of the story and I paid good Microsoft reward points for it. But it's probably like a six or a seven. Um, for me, probably, it's, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, finish first. I, I'll chime in at the end. 
Oh no, I was just, just going to say, like, the only way I can recommend this game is if you really like JRPGs, because it is very heavy on the story front, and the combat is not very complicated. So if you... And just buckle in, know you're in for about a 60-hour ride. Maybe because I thought I could get it done in 2530. I'm getting... I, uh, I'm not feeling ripped off for more content, but I'm just like, okay, I'm done. You, you, wanted, it, you wanted it to be done at 2530, and now you're in for 60? Yeah. 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 So anyway, what, what do you think about it, Seth? You, how long ago did you play it? Like on release, a million years ago? No, not on release. I played it two to three years ago. Um, right, right before the S update came out, I played the original release. It was bordering on a ten when I played it, but at a certain point, it started dropping for me personally. And this is going into spoiler territory, so I won't touch on that since you're still playing. Yeah, but, please um, don't. It's spoiler <laughs> but, for me though. But after one, after that point, it's it drops down to about an eight for me. Like it's still a very good game, but it it the the last chunk of the game hurt it. Mm. And as far as I can tell, I'm the only person online that thinks that way. <laughs> Every opinion on the game I've seen is like, oh yeah, no, the last part of the game is peak fiction. Well, I'll, I'll report it, and if I disagree with you, I'll punch you in the back of the head <laughs> with a boxing glove. Uh, with, with with Jake we'll Paul's boxing glove. Oh, it's got a Charizard on it. That'll be $2 million, please. I'm done. Sorry, I was just thinking about $2 million Charizard cut. Um, right, thank you for that, Steve. Uh, just while, while we're sort of in the, in the neighborhood of, uh, of RPG, JRPG, I might as well just give my quick five-minute thoughts on the November update, partially because I've actually been meaning to give my update, uh, thoughts on that for a while because I just haven't played Monster Hunter until this week, actually. Um, so. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, as I continually tell everyone, has the greatest model for how to do updates, which is that they are free. <laughs> and they encourage people to come back and play. And they're good updates Yay, as well. Yeah, culture, but good yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so uh, we are in, I don't remember what month we're in, in terms of updates. I think it's the second or third one. No, no, but like the number, because uh, they're... they're um, I think they they should be releasing one this month as well, but they're they're basically rolling into Q1 next year in terms of these regular free updates. So uh, November introduced, uh, well, I guess October introduced, because some of it was introduced in October, but then fleshed out in November, uh, the the concept of uh, Risen Elder Dragons, just even even fucking harder ones. Um, And I... I think I brought this up when we were talking about the October update in that uh, if they have introduced Risen Camellios, which they introduced in October, that they would be likely introducing Risen, Teostra, and Kashala. And I don't remember if we discussed it or not, but that's what they introduced in the November update. Uh, unfortunately, it's not Rusted Kashala Deora, which I kind of wanted to return from Monster Hunter 4. Yeah, I remember uh, you mentioning wanting Rusted to come back. Yeah. Although the armor set that Risen Kashala gives is pretty sick anyway. Uh, but more importantly than all of that, they brought back one of my favorite monsters, Chaotic Gormagala, uh, where it's stuck trying to, I guess, evolve. Yes, I remember you mentioning this, actually. You, you yeah. The foreskin one. The what? The foreskin one. Like, he's trying to shed his skin, but it's sort of stuck there, so it's like a foreskin. <laughs> I, I, see, I, was, I was excited for a moment and then Steven just ruined all of that. <laughs> You're excited for foreskin. Uh, sure. I was excited uh, before foreskin. 
<laughs> Five skin. I don't like Sorry. where this is going. Um, but uh, yeah, so Gormagala, when it reaches a certain level of maturity, will evolve uh, into a Shigaru Magala. Chaotic Gormagala is one that doesn't quite make it and then gets trapped in this half state. Um, which not only is just a really sick monster design, but all of the weapons and armor take on combinations of both. And so uh, one of my favorite monsters, both in design and to fight, are Gormagala, uh, Gormagala and Shigaru Magala. So um, I actually didn't have any problems just murdering a bunch of Chaotic uh, Gormagalas uh, repeatedly for uh, all the um, enough pieces for all the armor, as well as layered armor for the dog and the cat. And, and it's six. It's like one. So like the headpiece, for example, one side's uh, purple horn, red eye. The other side is uh, yellow horn, yellow eye uh, for each side. Uh, it, it just looks really sick. I, I fucking love the armor set. Is um, it an interesting so- fight, though? Like, you, I get the feeling you've followed it a lot of times. Is it a good fight? It's, it's a fight that, so I, um, I enjoy Monster Hunter games, or I enjoy fighting mo- monsters in Monster Hunter where if you know their attack pattern, you feel untouchable because it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, a skill check in a way, which is that there are people that will just get bodied by it. And that's fair. I get bodied by some low level monsters just because I don't like the way that they attack. But Shigaru and Gormagala are monsters that... I uh, like they their their move set really gels with how I play, so I don't have any problems with the fight, and I just feel like a boss because I don't die or take a huge amount of damage during the fight, and this is a difficult post game fight. Um, so in that sense, it is a good fight to me, but it is not a hard fight to me. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get that. Like it's satisfying to play. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's so they, the same they, thing with like Bloodborne or Elden Ring or Dark Souls, those type of games. Like, yeah, yeah. When yeah. you get into the patterns, you're flying through them. Yeah, I, I think I see what you mean. Yeah, uh, they kept the mechanic. So, Chaotic Gormagala was introduced in Monster Hunter Four, where Gore and Shigaru were introduced, and they kept the mechanic of the double affinity on the weapons, which is sick. Uh, meaning that when you get the Frenzy Virus from Gore or Shigaru, uh, the weapons normally have bad slash negative affinity, which means that critical hits do less damage. But then when you clear the frenzy virus, the uh, affinity gets inverted and then it becomes a really high crit weapon, um, which is sick, but it also makes it crazy situational because it's only really useful unless you have a way of constantly getting frenzy. Um, so it's a bit it's a bit niche, but I'm just super glad that it's back. It's really cool. Um, they also added a bunch of quality of life updates. The main one, finally, fucking finally, one of my one of the biggest bitch fests that I had about Rise again, probably also on an episode of this, but I do not remember which one, is that the frenzied monsters are uh sorry, the um not frenzied, the um anomaly. Uh anomaly monsters are um interesting fights, but because you can't cap them, fighting them solo is just a pain in the ass. And they can just one shot you if the um if the the red glowing spot is on a piece uh, is on a piece of their body that hits you and it, and it sucks and so what they did in this one is they said uh you have the choice you can either play any quest uh from master rank and uh, anomaly investigations whatever else online or you can say i'm only playing this offline but i get two npcs to join me fucking life-changing now it's no ah, longer as much of a slog yeah that'd be, that'd be fucking much better because there's nothing worse than if you're soloing it it's always mega hard my experience, anyway. Yeah, it's 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 like it. Does, I'm not even sure that it actually helps that much, but it's just 
it's almost kind of placebo in that it feels like it helps probably more than it does just because you have other people. And yes, they do throw out healing items and stuff. And yes, they probably have saved me a couple times. So I can't discount that. But I'm just glad that it's in there because I don't really like going online to uh, there's the whole like etiquette of like you do like I'll post a hunt and then they'll post a hunt and all that sort of like back and forth and common courtesy and shit. So it's oh, nice it having a way to just play online or like play by myself, but still doing post game content. I remember in World there was like a you just join like a randoms online game. Isn't that sort of like can't you just join a randoms? You you can do that, but the the problem is uh there's so little control over what that random will be hunting. So like I, I usually have like a wish list of shit that I really want, and so it automatically filters down to what I can and can't hunt. Oh, okay, no, I think I no, I know what you mean now. Yeah, okay. and particularly with the, the post game anomaly stuff. There probably is a way of seeing the level of the quest you're joining. Uh, I honestly just have not fought online, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you, you know, a lot of uh, uh, single-digit IQ people um, that do not know how to dodge the the three because <laughs> the the three cut limit uh, really really hits different when uh, it's one person cutting three times. Yeah, but the uh, yeah, so they've in, I'm pretty sure they've increased the anomaly cap. In that, I don't know what they used to go up to, but now that I can actually do anomaly quests, my highest is level ninety. But I need to grind to, uh, I need to basically do the same quest over and over until it hits one twenty ish, which is the uh, maximum rank for anomaly quests, and then that gives you the best material, which gives you the best weapon upgrades and other bits and pieces. But because that that grind of ninety to one hundred and twenty is a quarter of the levels, I I'm not in a rush to do that. I'm sure I'll get there eventually, but uh, I'm I'm content. Like I've sort of not burned myself out, but I've done all of the catch up content on on the um, November update. Uh, so that's sick. Um, there was one. Ah, oh, there was one other thing. Oh, the um the weapon pack. Uh, the the plushy weapon pack. I bought it as soon as it became available. <laughs> How much? How many dollar it is? Uh, I don't remember. I didn't. I I didn't look because I'd committed. I'd committed immediately. So were they worth the uh, commitment? Absolutely. Uh, unfortunately, oh, okay. the 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 dual blades are not as cool as some of the other ones. But uh, yeah, a, a lot of those weapons are just awesome. So um, ha- very happy with the update. Th- thank you, Capcom. Hopefully, my my couple dollar dues for the for the plushy pack um helps you continue to to deliver fantastic patches. Um. But that's my, should have been five minutes, turned out to be double that, oopsies, uh, Monster Hunter update. Um, I'd give it a 10 out of 10. You still enjoying it though? I, like yeah, yeah, I am. I'm, I am, as I say, I'm at the stage where like, I'm, I'm dialing back the amount that I play now because I've, I've caught up on everything and I don't feel the need to grind for grind's sake to get to the final tier of stuff, but uh, I'm still really enjoying what I'm playing, so... But I'm I'm a like uh, I'm a I'm a fucking sucker for monster on the game, so I'm like the most biased person you can find on that. Hey, as long as you're having fun, that's all that matters. And it's good that it's like free content for you to jump back into the game and be like, yeah, yeah I do love it. Yeah, I do. I really do. Uh, but the the real question is, how much does Seth love Final Fantasy? Uh, damn it, Street Fighter yeah, yeah. Six. It's like Final <laughs> Fantasy. I, no, you are no. so into it. My mind you was telling me no. no. <laughs> uh, anyway. Street Fighter. Yeah, so Street Fighter 6, um, the second closed beta test happened a weekend that just passed. 
I put about seven hours into it. I think I might have said that at the beginning of the episode. Not too sure. One hour for each for each fighter that you met on the street, and then one hour left over. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So how does it work? Do you guys go on like one way street so you know which way the, it's like the streets coming? It has so to be a two way. From? It has to be a two way street, but it's only one lane. <laughs> Fuck off! I hate those streets so much. And it's only, it's only, it, it is a two lane street, but it's actually one lane because people park on the fucking side of the road. Oh God. yeah. Oh, is, there, is, there a, is there a uh, is there a bike path in there as well, sir? No, uh, no, not not this time. The, see, the way the way this happens is because uh, one person's trying to go left and the other person's trying to go right. You're stuck on like a two D plane, so you've got to try and outpace the other person. <laughs> you could jump, <laughs> you could jump over them, but it's not a street fight if you just leave. So you gotta you gotta commit to the fight until they're knocked out. There we go. Uh, tip to survive the boxing day rush. You heard it here first. Ah, yeah, I can't believe there's been six of them so much. Yeah. So far. Also, as a side note, I'm awful at Street Fighter Six. So in in those Street Fights, I got my ass handed to me quite a few times. Filtered skill issue. Get good, et cetera, et cetera. You know what? It's, it's absolutely all of those things. I do need to Maidenless. get good. It was a skill issue. I, I don't uh, know if it was maidenless though, because I was playing jury. I don't know who that is. I don't know why I asked. <laughs> um, I was, sorry, I was going to ask. Um, is it that's one of the new characters actually? She's new from uh, she. She was introduced in Street Fighter Four. The new characters in this beta was um Luke, uh, Kimberly, and Jamie. God, and, forgive, God, God, I'm begging you, please forgive me for saying this, but she's the one with like the bare feet, isn't she? She is. Yes, Jury <laughs> is the one with the bare feet. Yes. Okay. Cool. Wonderful. Guy. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, Did anyone else hear the sound of police sirens and Steve's mic? <laughs> no, it's just the sound of me uh, getting the rope. Full circle. <laughs> yeah, I'm so anti-feet that I recognise feet to avoid them. <laughs> you you know, so when, you know which away. characters to go away from. Yeah. You, you turn three sixty degrees and walk away. Just so I can put in the Google I, search terms things I don't want to know. I believe it was Sun Tzu who said, to understand your enemy, you must first suck the toes of the enemy. <laughs> you know what, Pat? Um, for that comment, you're out. Well, let's see. Hang on. How, how, does this, how does this work? So Steve told me I'm out. Seth told Steve he was out. So I guess I'm by I, myself I, now. Yeah. No, do, do I, you have to tell him he's out. Okay. But no, Seth but he hasn't can't said tell me I'm controversial out, yet. Yeah, he can't tell me I'm out yet either because he's out. So he's got to come back in before he's allowed to say anything. You know what? I know where this conversation's going. Let's just fucking cut it off right now. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you don't know where straight, it's going right? because I'm going to say now that this is my show, I'm just going to make it all about Final Fantasy XIV and Stranger of Paradise. <laughs> I knew it. I fucking knew it. Steve, you owe me five bucks. <laughs> Will, you, will you use that money on Final Fantasy products? <laughs> What do you mean? I need to buy more. I need to buy more Monster Hunter products. Monster Hunter products. Oh, yikes! Getting ready for Plushy uh, Wave Two. I need to buy skins. Anyway, Street Fighter Six filtered. Was the does it have rollback? It does have rollback, and it has good hey. rollback too. Um, <laughs> sorry. So now there's good rollback and bad rollback. I thought rollback was in this. Uh, mm. the, the, if you implement rollback wrong, it can go really bad. But it's still better than net, uh, delay based net code. Rolls forward. But hey, um, I'm gonna, the, the yeah, so only, you're saying delays based? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Steve? You're back in. What's the term? Uh, an oxymoron. No, oxymoron is a sound, right? Or is it when two opposite? No, oxy- yeah, it's an oxymoron. Yeah, um, you're thinking. You're thinking of. Uh, 
a little no uh oh fuck i don't know skip me skip me yeah 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 um, onomatopoeia that's what you're thinking of yeah onomatopoeia is the one that sound yeah um rob uh, delay based netcode is an oxymoron because it is in fact not based <laughs> but yeah um anyway uh i the only issue with the rollback in this game that i noticed was um if the connection is too far away um during uh, big critical super arts uh the audio gets desyncs from the visuals but it gets fixed up right after the uh super's done so that's not too bad it can be it, it should be fixed but it's like uh, it's the least it's the least big issue of what could happen also is this a beta or a network test because my understanding of fighting games is they're very different this is a beta Okay, so yeah, but they, they all, I, I think betas in fighting games also work as network tests. Like they're Where's the yeah, sigma though. though. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was that, Patrick? Where's the sigma though? He, he, sigma, sigma was in Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Oh, it's uh, the character. It's not. It's not funny. It's, the sigma grind set is the key playing <laughs> trait by the six, even though you're getting flogged. It, it actually is. I, I kept playing against other people that were flogging me. Like, there was one person um, I was playing against. They were playing Chun-Li. Um, they beat me 10 times in a row. And, uh, like, most people at that point would be like, no, nah, I'm never playing a fighting game again. But I just kept bashing my head against the wall. I got one win against them and they quit. And they left. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no. Nah. <laughs> They're like, no, nah, I, I, I can't just speed on this person anymore. They broke the win streak. I'm out. Wait, so like, uh, so when you do match up with someone, you can pretty much, it doesn't like, so the match isn't finished and it doesn't boot you to a main menu, like you can just keep versing them? If you're in casual match, you keep, go, you can keep hitting rematch over and over again until ah, someone backs okay. out. If you're yeah, in okay. ranked match, it's two out of three. And if you're on one of the lobby arcade cabinets, you can keep hit, hitting rematch against each other. But if someone hit, goes in the queue... I think it becomes two out of three, and whoever loses the set uh, gets off the machine to let the next person in queue go. Uh, okay. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, because I was just about to say, well, it looks like it might fuck the ladder. Um, but no, it seems like they've obviously know what's going on. Yeah, no, and uh, they, they're also using this to, like, test out their lobby system, which is a lot like um, most Arc System Works lobbies were, uh, are. So you'll get, like, a, um, a room of, like, 60 people. There's a whole bunch of arcade machines littered around the room. Um, you use your avatar to go to uh, setups and you can either spectate people or, excuse me, sorry. Um, you spectate people that are playing, you get in line to go on an arcade cabinet or you go on an empty one and wait for people. Um, while you're waiting for people, you can hit up a training mode until someone joins you or you can just ignore all that and um, do searches for ranked or casual matches. But something that's also fun in these lobbies is that um, a couple of arcade cabinets are classic games. Like, while this beta was up, Final Fight 2 or Final Fight 1 was the arcade game that was in there. Um, and they also have extreme battle setups, which are just like um, random gimmick fights. Like, uh, randomly bulls will show up and run across the stage and you can hit them back towards the opponent if your timing is right or the floor will become electrified. Those sort of gimmicks. So there's options of what you can do. You don't just have to do straight up normal Street Fighter fat matches. So how's it feel? Like, oh, hang on, let's let's rewind. Have you played any other? Where was that? Guy? So how does it feel? Wait, let's rewind. <laughs> well, no, no. So uh, it's, 
so her feet, right? No, I'm joking. Um, so have you played any other Street Fighters before this for like an extended period of time? Yes, I've played it. I've played multiple of them. Uh, it played Street Fighter 3, 4, and 5. Did you play the one on the 3DS? I did play Street Fighter 4 on 3DS, actually. Oh. Um, that, that, that was a very funny experience. Um, but yeah, no, this, this feels... Yeah, 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 does it feel like... Does it feel like those is what I'm trying to say? Like, does it feel it like you can become the street? <laughs> it's it's close to Street Fighter V, but it's faster paced than Street Fighter V and looser, which makes it a lot better to play. And there's a, they've introduced a whole bunch of mechanics to like try and deepen the gameplay. Like from Street Fighter IV, there was focus attacks where you held down two buttons and you charge up an attack. But in Street Fighter 4, you didn't have to commit to it. You could um, dash out of it or you'd take two hits and get knocked out of it. In this game, if you do the focus attack, you're hard committed to it. But it also takes um, three attacks to knock you out of it or a grab. And that just kind of became like the the filter button. Like if people didn't know how to deal with it, that focus attack, they were they were done. They were pushed in cor- into corners and bullied hard. They were filtered, if you might say. Yep. I, I was filtered by it a couple of times. Um, the big thing with it is that if you're in a corner and get hit, uh, so usually if you're in the middle of the screen and get hit by it and you're, you're blocking, it just kind of resets neutral, like uh, at your positions that would be at round start. So you'd be evenly spaced apart. But if you're in a corner, it, um, it actually gives you a wall crush state if you're, you're trying to block and that just opens you up to getting punished and um, uh, comboed. And yeah, so you, you actually have, if you're in the corner, you actually have to try and avoid it either by parrying, grabbing, knocking people out or doing yours second, because if you do yours second, it'll absorb the other person's attack and then punish them. So, so there's a few mind games on how to use the new filter button. But yeah, overall, I really enjoyed my short time with the game. It felt really good to play. The characters that were there were fun. They've shown off gameplay of other characters on the side, but I didn't think that was going to be news docket worthy because there's not a lot to talk about there. But the, all of the new characters they've been showing for this game are basically the best batch of new characters that they've done in Street Fighter for a very long time. So really excited about this game when it finally drops. What what's it? Uh, were you able to cosplay as a brick shithouse in, in this one? Or... I did. I, I actually took a screenshot so I can put that on the podcast uh, video later for, for you guys. I will put that in our general chat right now. So uh, this is just a big, big titty lady with feet. <laughs> um, I had our dear friend Jake's help <laughs> making this character, by the way. Like I, I had him design the character for me and he made a beast once I find my screenshots folder. It's probably next to the furry porn folder. No, it's next to the feet one. Oh, my bad. Yeah. I'm thinking about on my, on my computer. You know, that's where I, I categorize it. F for feet, right next to H. What, is, what, is, what does the H stand for, Steve? Do I want to know? Uh, hands. Here we go. Here's the picture. <laughs> As in, you better catch these hands. <laughs> I'll see you on the street. Can't believe your name's just Kyle. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Dear listener, pull over your car right now and look at the picture that's... Jesus Christ. Oh. All right. 
<laughs> to, to to try and give a visual for listeners. You know what? No, I don't want you to describe this. I want people, I don't know if people are driving, if they're on the train. I want them to look at this image. Go, I don't know if you put it in the, go, the go description. Go on to the YouTube version. I, uh, I, no, I, put I, it, I end it in I, the image, put it as the, the, the episode cover art for this. I want people to know. I, I don't want you to describe it. I want people to know. They have to see this. No, no words can do this justice. I... I, I, I will I will say two names and that's all I will say on this. <laughs> Johnny Bravo and Sailor Moon. <laughs> Close. If I, I you was... figure out how those fit together, <laughs> look at that fucking image. Oh my god. But yes, Jake Jake designs this for me and he has <laughs> peculiar no, taste. Fuck. You know what? Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, Jake. You're banned. <laughs> no more character creators for you, man. You've had enough. I, I was totally fine with making a joke character because these are getting scrapped. This isn't going to be my actual character when the game comes out. Can you imagine submitting a ticket to Capcom going, hey, can I save my custom character? <laughs> no, no, no. The, some, the fun, the- some poor fucking first level customer support or dev has to see this and then has to figure out a polite way of telling you to go fuck yourself and to never call back. They thought about that. <laughs> Um, when you go out of your character creator, it says, hey, do you want to see your, um, your recipe sheets for this character? And it just gives you a full breakdown of, like, all of the stats for every single, like, little adjustment you've made. Like, it'll tell you the exact digit that you've made, forehead, whip, and all of that. What hairs, uh, what hair number you're using, what color, like, the exact, like, gradient of the color. So you you just screenshot that and remake it. If, when you asked for the recipe for this monstrosity, did it just say no? It it's just gave <laughs> a jumbled mess of unknowns sliced, sliced together. <laughs> it gave you a recipe for a sandwich. <laughs> Karaidon. This, this is a sandwich not even Karaidon could stomach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, don't you think it's funny that it's a recipe? Like, you're cooking something? I, I don't Mr. know why it's called to... a recipe, actually. Mr. White, we have to cook and it's fucking this. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Breaking Bad would have been over in three seconds. Oh, this is actually an old screenshot as well. I didn't take an updated one where I replaced her gloves with uh, cat paw mittens. Oh, wrap it up. Okay, now, now I know Jake had his hand in this. Had his cat hands, if you would. He had his dirty paws all over this. But yeah, Street Fighter Six, good. Uh, and then he seemed, killed a bird, also, dragged it inside, and vomited on the floor. Be, being able to make monstrosities for the lobbies are fantastic. <laughs> that, that's probably actually the highlight of the game. <laughs> just the idea that... that <laughs> you just add an arcade, and, and this, this thing is waving you over to an arcade machine. Actually... <laughs> okay, hear, hear, hear me out, Seth. Who wins in a fight, that thing or Mega Swampert? Oh god, it's I think close, be close It's yeah, a very it's close, close one. I think in the end they decide to become a tag team. They, they respect the, each that's other's the worst strength. Outcome. They, they uh, learn to respect each other's strength and become bad, a tag team. Bad, bad ending, the world is destroyed. <laughs> Man, the, the, truly the Peter Griffin versus Chicken fights have nothing on <laughs> Mega Swampert versus that. that. <laughs> I can't even tell if it's like because her quad is so thick that the skirt's flowing up or if it's like a Marilyn Monroe moment. It's um, because of the fi- the fire being so thick. It's like clipping the skirt. Right, <laughs> you're right. It's clipping. It's hard. Oh, Jesus. You know what? Wrap it up. <laughs> There's there, there are people listening that that are trying to figure out what this mental image could possibly be. Oh man. This segment was meant to wrap up three minutes ago. It was, but oh. 
certified gamer moment. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, so has this made you excited for Street Fighter 6, Seth? I've always been excited for Street Fighter 6, but now I know for sure the game feels great to play. So it's just cemented that I'm probably going to pick it up day one. Also, I got I played this beta on Steam just so I could uh, tell if my um, computer could run it well. But the game's coming out on PS4 anyway, so my computer can blitz it no problem. Right. Well, um... Day one, you're really picking it up day one for a game you got plugged in that you're not very good at. I'll learn to play it. If there's more betas, if there's more betas as well, I'll get better by playing those. Yeah, it's not like I said, but I can talk. I'm not good at video games either. There's also a full single player mode to go through as well, so I can just enjoy that. Is it a single player? Is it like, oh, do 10 battles to get like a slideshow cutscene? No, 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 it's like a full adventure mode. Oh, Right then. Well, <laughs> you get to see. play as that monstrosity and fight God. <laughs> yeah, I, I could make this monstrosity again and do the single player mode with it. I don't think you should. <laughs> I think I should actually. <laughs> Learn how to shoot fire from my uh, from my mouth like um from Dolsim using this thing. I don't know what Dolsim is. Oh, is Dolsim a character? Dolsim's the um stretchy Indian guy in Street Fighter. I don't, I don't know. I know Ryu and I know Chun Li. You don't even know Ken, who's just American Ryu? Oh, yeah, I know Ken as well. He's one of the orange, isn't he? Red, but yes. Yeah, close enough. Or Guile and his fantastic theme that goes with everything. And and fantastic hair. And fantastic hair, yes. He's he's that Super Saiyan guy, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. All right. It's a flat top. Wrap it up. I don't want to talk about Street Fighter haircuts. Cool, we good to move on then? Yeah, we can can move on to things that need speed. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I, Next time, I leave, leave the segues to the professionals, all right? You can't well, hurt yourself drive. with words like I think that. They're talking about truck drivers. They need speed. I'm Two looking at this monstrosity, oh. and I think it needs speed. <laughs> I want to play this. Actually, you're right, Seth. I'm looking at that monstrosity, and I think reality has become unbound. Um, <clears throat> right, so, uh, Neep's been unbound. It came out uh, not even a month ago. Was that three three weeks ago? December second ish? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I got it day one, played the shit out of it for a week, played slightly less out of it for the second week, and basically haven't touched it. And that's not because I haven't enjoyed it, it's just because I've been busy with Monster Hunter. So, uh there are a couple things that I uh, want to hit with this segment because I haven't finished it, so it won't be a full review. Um, oh, I thought you would have finished it by now, actually. No, you you didn't play Monster Hunter. Did he listen? Yeah. yeah well. That's right. But I thought he finished it, this before going to Monster Hunter. Incorrect, sir. Uh, so, <clears throat> Need for Speed Unbound. Uh, I, this is the first Need for Speed game that I've played. First Need for Speed game that I've bought since Most Wanted. First Need, for Speed, ah, first Need for Speed game that I've played since Rivals. Uh, and it was really cool because it had all the hallmarks of being a Criterion, somewhat spiritual successor to either Need for Speed Most Wanted or Burnout Paradise, which uh, I fucking love Burnout Paradise. Probably still one of my top five racing games. No Burnout Revenge, but carry on. I mean, yeah, I, I, can, I can understand where Burnout Revenge comes from because I also quite like Burnout Takedown. You know? Yeah, like, Takedown like, was the one I played and it's very good. Yeah. I just didn't like the open world in Paradise. Yeah, and, and, that's, that's, and that's fair enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm sensing thing. a theme between this and that, that statement and the spoiler cast statement about your opinions on open worlds. <laughs> New levels. Anyway. I, I think, wait, 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 wait. It's, let, let me guess, Steve. It's because you can't drive the car into buildings. 
I don't have any creativity, so I need to be told where to go. I was going to make a creativity joke as well if you didn't hit it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so so this one uh, continues with the whole sort of street racing theme, but they went in a very different direction with the art style, which you've probably seen on any of the trailers. I really like it, and I think that all the people that don't like it are smooth brain people that really want to talk about how great the glory days of PS2 are. Congratulations. You can go play that right now. But when you mean like it, do you mean like the game or like the art style? Because I, I quite enjoyed the anime art style. Yeah, so I, I, as soon as they announced that that was the art direction they're going for, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, this, this game's right up my alley. I'm so glad they're taking this in like just a different direction than the kind of dark, moody, underworld street racing vibe that they've been going for the past couple of games. Um, I, I've say, I say that without having played Heat. I don't know. Heat might have done something different, but uh, a lot of the comments, a lot of the comments under every trailer was, why don't you just, why don't you just remaster uh, Most Wanted? Why don't you just remaster Underground 2? Why don't you just, why don't you just go back to the old day? Bro, you can emulate it. You can play that game right now. Guarantee you, not as good as you remember. I have fond memories of Underground 2, but that game will not hold up today. I don't care if EA goes from remasters. You know what one they should remake? They should remake Carbon. Yeah, I was just about to say something similar. Carbon was pretty funny. Anyway. I don't know why so, I said funny, but it was pretty good. <laughs> so the, um, so they, they went for much more of an anime sort of art style. Um, I mean, I, I'm not going to describe it. It's, it's in the trailers. Um, so that and car customization and, uh, and the kind of um, open world city type thing were the three main things that I saw them trying to advertise. Uh, they nailed some of that really well. So car customization, point one, car customization, car customization is awesome. They, um, not only do they, did they just let you have free reign on customizing cars basically however you want, but they, cause I, I have it on PS5 and I'm amazed at how well they got the triggers to work with doing stuff like applying decals to cars, uh, where the triggers just modify actions that you're doing, uh, which I thought was actually a really clever way of doing it. Um, like being able to make minute adjustments by holding down one of the triggers and the other trigger changes what some of the buttons do in terms of like scaling directions and other bits and pieces. So, um, really well thought out design on that side. Um, you're able to tune, uh, even shit like the exhaust noise as well as the like ride height and the camera of the wheels and other bits and pieces. So pretty much every car is the sort of car that I fucking cringe at when I see someone make one, like when I see someone drive one in real life, but feels kind of fun to drive one because <laughs> it, it was kind of uh, uh like the, the the little 12 year old inside that that likes the really low modified tuner uh is is quite happy can you apply under uh, like underglow absolutely you can based you can apply not only just underglow but some of the i actually haven't applied this because i don't think it works as well aesthetically with the cars i'm driving but you can apply Underglow that like pulses in different colors or changes. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, oh, okay. that, like, is like cool. that, that is thing. cool. So, um, it's yeah, the, it's it's all in there. It's all in there. Some of it you have to unlock by doing shit in the overworld, like smash a certain number of collectibles and other bits and pieces. But generally speaking, without a huge amount of effort, you can get up and running in a sick looking car pretty quickly. The uh, actually speaking of that, so there are three sorts of collectibles in the game. There's bears. I don't know why you smash bears, but someone told me to do it, and so now I smash every bear I see. Um, billboards, which throw back to Burnout, Burnout Paradise, but I'm, I don't know if other games have done. Most Wanted might have done billboards, actually. Anyway, um, billboards, a staple, staple of fucking every racing game. 
uh, and street art, which adds to the sort of hip hop theme. But every street art piece that you find becomes a decal you can put on the car, which I thought kind of cool. So the uh, car customization is good. The uh, next point I want to hit is the world that it's sort of based in and it being an open world. Open world is ginormous. It is bland as fuck. Yeah. It's, it's real disappointing. And the thing is, it's probably not actually that bland. It's just that all of the cars are so flashy and over the top that it makes it really obvious that the world is bland by, by, by comparison. Yeah, so they put a lot of um, attention on making cars and potentially races look good, but the environment suffered for it. Yeah, yeah. And so um, they, they've done a couple things, which I, uh, I'm not even sure whether I, disagree, I agree or disagree with, but I'm, I'm surprised, I guess I'll, I'll put it this way. I'm surprised that when you drive around the open world, every, everything, uh, what, what am I trying to say? There's no chaos in the open world, and I want there to be chaos. And that might just be if I play online, there'll be chaos. Fine. I don't really like playing online a huge amount, as, as I mentioned during uh, Monster Hunter. So maybe that's just me playing it the wrong way. But every cop is abiding by like traffic rules. There are no other races just driving around in the overworld. Even, like even um, like Forza, Forza Horizon, which I think is spoiled racing games by being so fucking good so consistently. Cars, like, just like driver cars, just drive around in the, in the overworld, and you can convoy up and kind of have fun outside of events, and it's all offline, it's all single-player stuff. So it sort of spoils it when you then go to Unbound, and you're the only racer in the overworld if you're playing in single-player. And it's just that sort of, it, it's like a lack of, uh, it's like a lack of vibrancy in the city. Every car is obeying all the rules. Every cop is obeying all the rules. There's no other races. Like, are you obeying all the rules while in the open world? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I just want to drive from point A to point B, and I want to not crash into someone at 150 kilometers an hour for a change. God, now um, I'm just so thinking the of the people that like play GTA but follow road rules and how much <laughs> of a different game that is. Yeah. I hate those people. I'll be honest. Yeah. There, uh, I said it. They're they're having fun. Wrong. Stop them. Um, you can follow the rules outside. <laughs> so you, you don't want practice. people to touch grass in the game. <laughs> it's well, GTA 5 is a simulator outside. for life. Touch grass outside. That's, you know what? Look, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm getting revved up. I uh, rose to that bait. You're a masturbator, <laughs> Seth. You're a masturbator. Got him. Uh, <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> the, um, the, the final point that I want to hit on is uh, I, I've raised this when I talked about... Hold on, hold on. Before you move on from the world, sorry, I just wanted to sure. ask a quick question. Um, yeah. Do you think it would have been better if they downsized the size of the map and made it more focused? Like, um, you, you said it's pretty actually, big. Do you think it would have been yeah. better if it was maybe half the size? No, no, I, I, I do think that's the case because... Uh, so the, um, the map is roughly one-third city, two-thirds city outskirts slash... Uh, like um, countryside type uh, thing. The problem is the world is quite bland in that uh, in most cases you could drop me to places on the map and I would not know where I am. It would just be in city, out of city. So if they did shrink it by a certain amount and particularly focused on, it sounds weird to say because again, it's sort of because I've been spoiled by um, uh, Burnout Paradise, but they have, like, you can jump up onto, like, L train tracks, for example, but that's about all the verticality you get. So, uh, 
it would be cool if they um i'm trying to think of how to phrase this they they made a point about how some of the places in the map are designed to be places where you meet up with friends and drive around and they're more kind of car playground areas the problem is those areas are few and far between and you're just driving on a road to get between a and b and there's no at least that i've seen fast travel system or way of shrinking the distance like there is in even say forza horizon so you get real accustomed to particular roads really quickly and the roads just aren't that memorable like that you don't feel like there's a reason why you're driving down these roads over and over again other than just it's the fastest way to, from point a to point b so yeah i i think you would be right yeah and having a big map and not having fast travel is a death sentence i think yeah and that it's it's a little bit more of a de- death sentence than, than that this is the the third point that i want to get to and that uh, there are a few decisions they've made around the game that i just do not like and yeah, like- one of them Sorry, just it, real quick. I, I, yeah. Just as a point of comparison, Sonic moves fucking fast in Sonic Frontiers, but they still have quick travel in that. Like, they still have you being able to warp all over the map if you decide you don't want to run to the other side of the map in one minute. Hmm. Uh, I don't know how long it takes me to drive across the map. I think it might also be in the one to two minute category, which is actually pretty big if you're in a car driving fast. I, I'm not in a very fast car when I did that, so... I'm sure faster car would be even would be even quicker. But um, so the the fast traveling thing really hits you when all of the events are done as hubs. So if you want to go for a race, there are like maybe three or four different, uh, let's say five five give or take a couple places where you can do a race. But the races are all on predefined tracks, and once you finish that race, you then have to drive from where the race ended to the next event that you want to do. And so you then have to do this weird amount of thinking and planning of where is the finish of this event going to be relative to the next race that I want to do, because I'm not going to do the race that puts me on the other side of the map until I have to, because otherwise I'll be driving half of the map just to do the next event. So the fast travel really just feels like it's missing when when that's how they organize the events. Uh, and I don't like that because... Um, Events are way more scattered in Horizon 5 and Burnout Paradise, and both are designed around driving in a particular direction, there will be something interesting to do. Uh, whereas this, driving in a, partic- uh, in a particular direction, there will be something to do, it just might not be that entertaining. It might be a collectible, or it might be... Um, actually, it's basically only a collectible in a particular direction. So, yeah, that, that really kills it. But the, um, the thing that I... Uh, the, the, the two larger issues that I don't understand... Um, one, what if I told you that the entire game takes place over four weeks? Like, the entire, like, campaign takes place over four weeks. That, that, that sounds like, like... Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Know. Well, I'm not sure what car timelines look like, to be honest. Um, is it, like, but a it's, race it's, day it's like, thing, or...? Kind of. It's like... Why are you putting um, a time limit on a racing game? Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Steve. That, that's the problem. It's, Wait it's, a minute. It's, it's that, for some reason, the campaign is designed around this idea of uh, you need to build up cash to enter a particular qualifier event for this big grand finale race. And so I've done two of these, two, one or two. No, I have done two. I have done two. I've done two of these events where uh, you basically go through the days and nights of the of the week, like the weekdays, 
Um, so weekdays and weeknights, doing events leading up until uh, getting enough cash to enter the big qualifier at the end of the week. Uh, and you do that four times and then there's some big event at the end and I'm sure that'll be where the campaign finishes. Here's, here's the real funny thing though. The game doesn't let you progress until you pass that qualifier event. So, um, so if you don't come first in that qualifier event on the Saturday, it makes you repeat Friday until you, until you can try it again oh, on Saturday. That's, that's stupid. So what the fuck is the point of the time? Like, wh why, why is there this weak system thing at all? It seems like a weird mix of them wanting to tell a story of like, this is an event that happens over a month. Like, this is like a big grand event that's happening over a month period. So yeah. it's like a story thing. But then because they've put themselves into that corner, if you don't pass certain checkpoints, they got to warp you back in time, basically. Yep, and uh, I've done that uh, a few times. Um, so a couple times I did it uh, intentionally because it's a really good way to, if you finish the event and then uh, save and quit, you get to keep the rewards from the event, but the game doesn't count you having finished the event. So you can kind of repeat the qualifier uh, for big money yeah, a couple times. Yeah, Take advantage of that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the, the problem is you, you get to listen to the same dialogue. <laughs> So you're like, yep, it's, it's, it's actually, honestly, it's fucking Groundhog Day. I'm literally Bill Murray driving a, driving a tuna car, listening to how, uh, it's, it's, um, like when he's, when he's like, uh, premonitioning everyone's speech for like a day of just like, I know what they're going to say. I know what they're going to say. I know what they're going to say. And you can't skip it or anything. It's, it's fucking weird. Um, anyway, so the, the time thing don't like, not a fan, kind of weird. Wish they didn't have it. Um, my super minor gripe. Uh, there's a skip music button bound to the controller, which does nothing. <laughs> the soundtrack is fucking amazing, but there are a couple songs that I really want to skip, and the skip soundtrack button does nothing. Ah, is it a bug or what? I don't know. I I do not know. It sounds like a bug. So the only time that I know that it works is if you go into the settings and set it so that music plays all the time in the overworld. You can skip it then. But music also plays during events, and you can't skip it during events. It's oh, weird. Oh, okay. They've designed it so it's only skipping in the overworld, but events, it's st it just sticks. Yeah. But is there, like, a theme to the events, though? Like, do no. some certain events have to have, like, K-pop or whatever? No, because if you, oh, if you okay. restart it, it's a different song. Oh, that makes okay, even uh, less sense. Yeah, I know. It's just frustrating. It's, it's fucking annoying, because, like, the soundtrack, 99% of it is fucking amazing. The soundtrack is so... Actually, the soundtrack, special shout-out... Um, there's a lot of hip-hop, but there's also a lot of hip-hop in foreign languages. It's fucking dope. I, I love that they included oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Um, but I just, I just wish there was a way of skipping some of the songs. <laughs> God damn it. Some of them just get grating. Um, but the, the, the bigger problem I have, um, AI. I don't like, this, this is what I brought up in, in Arctic Edge. I don't like when the game treats you as the player differently from, from AI in a race. So I don't like rubber banding mechanics. I don't like... Anything that gives an inherent advantage to what should otherwise be a level playing field, because it feels like shit when it works against you. And so what I mean by that is that uh, if I want to win a race, I won't use boost. And you're thinking, oh, that's kind of weird because boost would help you go faster, right? But if I boost, other cars will, can match my speed without boosting. And so then when they boost, I can't match their speed because I've already used my boost. Yeah, that's so stupid. It's so fucking That's really dumb. bad rubber banding. 
it's it's and it gets even dumber because one of the cop types so uh, obviously there's cops in the game um do enough bad driving on the roads cops will start coming after you um one of the cop types is a highway interceptor and i just fundamentally disagree with the idea that the cop should be a clear and present danger at any speed if i'm in a bugatti chiron and i'm driving at 300 kilometers an hour and i boost i don't want there to be anything that can match my speed because the danger, like the the risk of me boosting at 300 k's an hour, is that I twitch the I twi- I twitch the analog stick and I crash at 300 k's an hour. There mm. is no risk to me just driving at 300 k's an hour without boosting if all the cops can match my speed. It's fucking dumb. I don't. I do not. I just. I fundamentally hate games that that work around a design philosophy like that. And the and cops so are just that's... sticking their head out the window, yelling skill issue at you while you're boosting. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah, it's yeah. like a weird rubber banding like as if it's encouraging you to get captured maybe not kind encouraging is not the like, right word but like, it's- like they're, they're trying to make it challenging i get that they're trying to make it challenging but it feels like all the it sounds really stupid to say in a racing game but like the realism like any semblance of realism of i have you know built up this huge stack of nitrous i use all this nitrous and then the once the motion blur winds down and the nitrous is empty oh all of the cops and all of the ai races are in the same place as when i use the nitrous what the fuck is the point? All I do is increase the likelihood of me crashing out. So I don't use nitrous during races. The problem with racing games is that I think they're very hard to balance without rubber banding, but you need to do rubber banding correctly to make it feel good. Like um, yeah. if you're so far ahead of other people, just tune up the um, the efficiency of the CPU, make them start taking turns tighter, using their boost more efficiently. And then when they start getting close, tune it back down. Yeah, and and I'd agree with that, but it's just it's so it's just weird when when you like because like nitrous is an upgrade for a car. You can get higher levels of nitrous in a car, so uh, like a more powerful boost. But all it does is increase the performance points and and raise you closer to your performance point ceiling without actually giving you any advantage. Um, so with those things in mind, I still really like the game. <laughs> <laughs> I I um. I paid $120, like, New Zealand dollar reduce for it. That was too much in hindsight, but uh, I would Never happily... Never buy a game on release. <laughs> I would happily have picked it up for the... Probably, I, I would have said that the 90 plus or minus 10 points, like, I, I would have been okay paying 100 for it because this had every hallmark of me really enjoying the game. And I do really enjoy the game. It's just when the game... When the game just tips things out of your favor... And then it makes it really hard to tip things back in your favor. It just, it's so easy to just like for, for like a period of like 20 or 30 minutes when you're trying to do this one event and it just keeps going the same way. Just going, I fucking hate this game. This game's so fucking stupid. Why did they design it this way? Blah, blah, blah. It's and frustrating. You it and you're like, oh, the game's sick. <laughs> I, I love this. Like the, the, the handling, ha- uh, handling between like drifting and, and like uh, racing cornering is like, the, the feel of the game is awesome. The customization is awesome. The music is awesome. It's just, those couple points that just hold it back. Yeah, it does seem like it's artificially difficult, which is a shame. Like, it's sort of, there is a delicate balance, especially in racing games, where it's, uh, does the better car, like, always win? Like, if you can go, like, 10, 20, 30 kilometers higher at max speed, but if it's essentially a skill, it's, it's a skill issue that you can't really get better because it's, well, the wait, AI is literally matching your speed and then the, you try yeah, to it's actually cheating to make it get past you yeah and and um 
that that gets compounded when you know if I boost and then I increase my risk for crashing and I crash, all the cars just disappear. Like you, you fucking you never see them again. But the AI very very rarely crashes. And yeah, I guess skill issue on my part, or I could turn the difficulty down. But it's it's just it's weird, you know. <laughs> like everyone's on rails, and then if I crash, I lose, or if I boost, I lose. So if I drive the safest, uh, least risky way of racing possible, I do the best. And I don't like that that's the behavior it encourages. I want to get a modified car and I want to throw it sideways through a corner. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, at, 100, at 120, uh, six or seven out of 10. But that's also like pretty good for an Need for Speed game. <laughs> But at the um at the ninety to hundred dollar price tag for me, uh, easy sort of eight uh, eight to eight and a half I think. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll finish it at some point. Um, uh, I'm not looking forward to groundhog daying my way through through Fridays for the third and fourth qualifiers and then the big finale, which I'm sure I'll also have to come first in for the game to end. But oh yeah, for sure. Uh, anyway, uh. Yeah, slightly longer than I wanted, as is always the case with me talking, but that is Need for Speed Unbound. And with that, Santa has delivered all of the presents relating to part one, but don't worry, he's got plenty in his sack for part two. That didn't sound as good out loud as it did in my head. Anyway, uh, first up- What do you mean Santa has two sacks? (laughs) That's definitely not what I said. First up on the list, um, (laughs) we have uh, Need for Speed- uh, admins being a little bit too edgy on Twitter, which um kind of based actually when 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 you think about it. I think they might have gotten fired over this because I assume it was another admin came in and said we're sorry. Who snitched? Uh probably everyone that downvoted and gave it bad publicity, I guess. Actually you can't oh, well. even downvote on Twitter. Surely your, your only options is your only option is to quote retweet them. Not necessarily. You also have the option to pay $8 a month to uh, get a handle very similar to theirs, uh, but verified, and tweet as them anyway. And then you can answer polls. True. <laughs> they, they haven't implemented that change yet. I think, I think Musk might be a little too busy with uh, having to recall all his Teslas. <laughs> all right, what's the, uh, what, what's the scoop? What's been going on on Twitter? Fill me in. Um, so... You know what? No. No, we're going to move on. <laughs> you know what? It's Twitter news. I don't care about it anymore. <laughs> Go out. Go outside. Um, someone, uh, someone went to the Need for Speed account and um, complained about them charging it for um, three days early access, saying that it's exploitive. And the Need for Speed uh, Twitter account just replied calling them a milkshake brain and then telling them to cry <laughs> about it or just buy the regular priced version. And then when they replied again, they go, I'm not reading all that. Sorry that happened to you. Or congratulations. <laughs> Just hitting them with all the memes. And then I guess they got fired because the Need for Speed account apologized about the way they were address- addressing fans. See, the thing is, if that were Wendy's, everyone would be celebrating. Yeah, <laughs> it's Wendy's just because people means- hate EA. No, yeah. I think people have gotten over Wendy's doing that now. I think it's like the, the way they did it. Like yeah, it was it was funny at first, and then every brand started doing it, and then Wendy's doubled down on being even more asshole-ish. So it's just like, no, all the brands suck now. But Wendy's was like being rude to other brands, whereas being rude to the consumer is a bit like, hey, all right, I won't give you money then. Um, but at the same time, the 
Nevis V does make a point. Um, buy it regularly then. I do think it's shitty. I I do think it's shitty to make people pay for three days early access. But yeah, the regular edition is there. Just don't give them the money. So so I I used to have the same point, the the same thing for that. And then uh, a couple of years ago, I went to Movie World with a friend, and we bought like fast passes so we could skip the line. Hundred percent better. Like it literally, like it's. Worth oh, the I see. You're 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 bringing in the fast pass uh, race war now. No, no, not race war. Um, class warfare. <laughs> you know what? All I'm gonna say is that some of us deserve to go to the front of the line. Um, it, it wow. only, the only people who enjoy fast pass are the type of people that can squeeze in ten rides a day because they know the system. You gotta do what you gotta do. I'm not sitting. Sit. Look, and if you don't like it, take it up with big theme park. No, 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 I'm going to take it up with uh, Defunxland because he has mathematically proven that not having fast pass is better than having fast pass. I don't know what any of those words mean. Um, it worked out for me having a fast pass is what I'm trying to say. I don't care for anybody else. Which, but then at the same, but there's, so I, I don't mean to sound um, based, but I'm just trying to defend the need for speed brand. I'm like, not, okay, defend not, because like, I'm ambivalent to the three-day early access because that's sort of a, a culture of I have to play something now um, instead of being excited and stewing on it for a bit. And actually, in the modern day, uh, see if the game is actually good before buying it. Um, so essentially, those people paying extra money to play it three days earlier are doing uh, God's work in seeing if it's actually a good game. Stephen, I'm sending you homework. You're going to have to watch a feature-length documentary about Fast Pass and then come back with your opinion in tax. All right, send it to me. I'll watch it. I'll watch it over the Christmas holidays. <laughs> And when I say feature length, it is actually an hour and 43 minute video. It's a good one, though. It I've is. It's a one. fantastic video. I love it so much. I also love his recent video about the um, Disney Channel theme. All right. What's it called? What's it called? I'll add I'm, it to sending, my list. I'm sending you the video now in the chat. It is Disney, Disney's Fast Pass of Complicated History. All right. I'll add it to my watch later. One hour, uh, 42 going, minutes. 15. Going back to the um, going back to the who asked topic. Um, my perspective <laughs> on this is uh, <laughs> I, I get that uh, I, I get and agree that it's exploitive to put the early access behind pre-order and EA really loves doing that. But I also am just so sick of the entitlement of like individual voices going, you've just lost like it's, it's, it's the fucking trope of like, I've been a customer of yours for this many years and spent this much money on you, blah, blah, blah. You've just lost a customer today, sir. and it's just like, oh, oh no, you know, like <laughs> it's 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 a mutually beneficial transaction, and you're declining. Oh fuck! Well, I guess the economy's crippled now. I I get that there's like a critical mass of like boycotts and other things, and I'm I'm fully in support of that. It's just the language around like, well, well, I I've I've never been so uh, indignantly treated in my life. You've lost a customer today, which I guess is more just the like the fast food. Let me speak to your manager type shit, but. That that's the bit that rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, it was. It, it, so I I missed it at first. The first couple of paragraphs went over this. I was just looking at the screenshots, but this it, this person basically started a fight with the Need for Speed account as well. Like they they were doing a you asked and we listened. So here's the gameplay video, and this person picked a fight about the three days early access, and they just fired back. Silence brand at the end of the day. Silence <laughs> yeah, that's brand. True. Brands uh, should be silenced. Well, it seems like it's not just the admin leaving Need for Speed, but also some senior devs, at least leaving Criterion. 
Um, this this is I'm actually quite sad at because I recognize a lot of these names from uh, Burnout Paradise, which um, shout out to like 20 minutes ago <laughs> when I was when I was gushing about how good Burnout Paradise was. But uh, yeah, it's uh, as as far as I can tell from the article, it's not that there was any particular reason, like good or bad, that they are leaving Criterion, but just that they are pursuing other opportunities, which makes me a little bit sad because that kind of cements this being the kind of end of Burnout Paradise esque Criterion. So yeah, and these some of these people were there for a very long time. Um, Matt Webster was there for twenty three years working on the original FIFA, and now he's going. Yeah. And everyone everyone has left has at least a decade of experience at Criterion. So they've been around for a very long time. Yep. Do you reckon they're going to start up a new studio or something? As, uh, well, because um, in, in the... Um, I actually don't know when this was, but uh, a couple of years after Burnout Paradise came out, that happened. A bunch of... Maybe not a bunch. A couple of the devs left Criterion and started uh, Three Fields. Entertainment, which made Danger Zone and uh, oh shoot, Wreck Danger Fest, Zone. Isn't it? What wasn't it? Wreckfest? Mm, no, I don't maybe, think maybe not. Wreckfest. Recreation. Yeah, that sounds closer. Uh, where are we? But the the point is the um the heads of Three Fields were yeah Three Fields Entertainment. Dangerous Driving. That was what I was thinking of. Dangerous Driving and Danger Zone. And yeah, and then Recreation, Danger which I, I, is, is the uh, latest one coming out soon. Um, a few of those were names attached to uh, the Burnout franchise. Um, and yeah, I, I have no idea if any of the people leaving Criterion are joining them or even really what Three Fields is up to because I don't... It seemed like they were trying to get towards the spiritual successor of the Burnout franchise with Dangerous Driving uh, being kind of a throwback to Burnout 2 or Burnout 3 and Danger Zone being a very similar system to the Crash, like Crash Junction system. But Recreation is so left field. I hope it works out for them. Recreation looks like a mix of Burnout Crashes, but with um, Trackmania editing. I'm, I'll, I'll say something possibly even more controversial. It strikes me as uh, Wreckfest mixed with Skate 3. Mm, just randomly that, dropping that stuff is, into the world, but still trying to claim to be sort of like realistic basis. That's a thing to say. Thank you. Skate 3. Thank you. Stunning and brave. Yeah. I really hope they bring that back as well. Um, uh, actually, Skate. There should be some news about Skate, shouldn't there? The, uh, the weird half reboot thing. I think is still in progress. I, I haven't heard anything about the last, since the last time we talked about it. No, neither. But it just sort of occurred to me like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> EA usually does this. They announce something and then don't talk about it for three years. Mm. We'll see it eventually. We will. We will. But Once you know what we canceled. won't see? Break down all tweets. I, 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 I like my segue better. Sorry, Seth. But uh, what we won't see is uh, Chocobo GP much past uh, the, the, the time of this recording. Uh, ending less than a year. So, this sounds familiar. I, I, I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. Uh, tell me that live service games aren't just NFT rug pulls made by larger studios. They they are NFT rug pulls made by larger studios. No, I'm saying tell me they aren't that. Wait, hang on. Are you agreeing with me? I don't know what. I, I, I am agreeing with you. They are. Okay. They're yeah. the tax write offs. 
Yeah, but it just I'm I'm getting so sick of reading about how oh yeah we have this great new mobile uh, like mobile game. There's a whole bunch of freemium currency you can invest in to to play the game. Oops, actually we're shutting it down in less than a year. Good luck. Don't yeah. worry though, we're not going to give you refunds, but you can still spend your uh, premium currency. They they also announced like a week ago that they're going to be doing season five, and then they slyly went, oh by the way, season five's the last one. It's it's so shitty. I'm I'm sick of these sort of stories. And it's Square Enix again. Yeah. <laughs> this happened last time with um Babylon's Fall. I almost forgot the name of the game. <laughs> Don't worry, most of the world did as well. But no, this <laughs> I I expected this game to fail once they announced it was like a live service game and also being Switch only where its direct competition is Mario Kart 8. Yeah. If it was a multi-platform game, maybe it would have taken off better. But instead they decided to put it on the one system where Mario Kart 8 is solely available on. Yeah, I, there's, there's no there's no business case for it. I don't really see what that may, Maybe they did sort of uh, get a bunch of money and then sort of be like, you know what, not worth our time anymore. But I would love to see the That's the rug pull, Steve. That's the whole point of the rug pull. Yep. Announce it. Everyone goes, oh, this looks sick. Live service game. Yeah, this will be around for more than 365 days. And then Square Enix rips off the, the cartoonish villain mask that it has on and goes, nope. Thanks for the money, chump. And then sprints no, into the bushes. No, but I mean, like, maybe it's... Uh their play account is very low while they didn't get enough money. Uh, so they probably got a lot of upfront money for the first, like, what, first two months or something, and then, like, nobody bought the game or paid anything. Yeah, the last for, like, line of this months. article specifically says, on launch, players weren't too happy with, uh, with the way the game handled microtransactions and grinding, and it appears Gee. as though the, failed, it, the game failed to recover from the initial hurdle. There you go, then. So where it is in strife. It's, it's, it's almost like, and maybe this is the most controversial thing I've said all, all week, but... If you make shit games, they don't do well. That, that's the problem. It seems like the review itself from this website said it was a good game. It's just shit business practices around a good game. Oh, yeah, no, like the, the Diablo Immortal approach at its core, yeah. actually a pretty good game. But let's just fuck everything we can between us and the good game. Yeah, exactly. Like, we'll just we'll send this out to die so we can make it a tax write off, basically. Uh, fucking irritating, honestly. I just want a good racing game. I just like <laughs> arcade, just, arcade style racing game. Besides part of me Mario just wants Kart. Square Enix to do well. Square Enix does well, and then they also do stupid shit like this. <laughs> Behold the duality of Square Enix. There's there's like no middle ground. It's either Final Fantasy fourteen or Babylon's Fall. <laughs> where's Where's Forspoken going to be on that spectrum? Babylon's Fall. <laughs> yeah, I thought you oh. might say that. Uh, right, well, next up in the list, we have some pixel remasters for Final Fantasy, uh, with a, Steve, guess how much, collector's edition? Uh, $3. A L- little bit, a little bit higher, just, just like a smidge, a smidge higher. Uh, $3.03, I reckon. That's Close. my guess. That's, uh, do you that's how it? much video games go for these days, do, don't do, do, do you want to put an offer on, on, the, on that, Seth? See, I see, already we'll, look, we'll so there's no right point. <laughs> I already know the price yeah, but the no audience point. didn't know that, you fucking moron. Oh, well. How much are they, Pat? Do you want to put a guess? <sighs> 260 Pat- bucks. Patrick, come on. The audience knows I've already pre-ordered it. <laughs> In that That's case, so you're sad. a double fucking I moron. I haven't, Stephen. Don't yeah, worry. But the thing is, it's believable. That's the problem, Seth. It's yeah. be- you know what? No, you, you, know, you know what, Seth? You're out. 
But you're, you're out. You can't, you can't take me out if you're out. You need to be in to get me out. Steve, Steve, put me in. Put me in, Steve. You're in. You're in. Tag team. Tag Seth, team. Seth, Seth, you're out. Oh, thank God. I don't have to edit. Well, we didn't say that. We didn't say that Wait, at wait, all. wait. Steve, Steve. Huddle, huddle. I think, we, I, think, I think we let Seth back in. Yeah, just, just one more. One more edit. But, 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 <laughs> we don't, but we don't mention the intervention. What intervention? Wink exactly. Exactly. Yeah. This is an audio Jim, format, Jim, Steve, Jim, and there's no camera. That's why Jim I said looks at camera. <laughs> Again. Uh, yeah, but anyway. Uh, how likely are you Pixel to actually pre-order this, Seth? Oh, no, I already owned a Pixel remaster on Steam, so I'm not getting it. This is just good news that it's coming to consoles because it was trapped on our mobile and PC only before. But now people that own Switches and PlayStation 4s and 5s can play it. I wonder if there was a big demand for it. Like, I'd- there, there actually was a huge demand for it to come to consoles. Everyone was so frustrated about it being mobile and PC only. Let me rephrase the question. Apart from like 10 people on Twitter that are arguing <laughs> the need for speed brand, was there a big... Yeah, I, well, there, there obviously was swinging, a demand. Steve, Jesus. Yeah. The sales numbers will speak demand. about the demand, I guess. You know what? You're right. Uh, screen cap this. But it's also going, know. it's also coming out at a standard edition at a stupid price. I think it's like $75 American for the regular edition. Yeah, $75 um, regular. Six games. That's all it right. is six games, but they're also very old games. I mean, wasn't this the game that came out and like the text was like fuck, so you couldn't read yeah, it yeah. on PC? Um, yeah, on, on PC now. you can easily mod it, but they're using the fucked up text on the um, console versions. Oh, amazing. Yeah, that's right. It looks Sounds really cheap. You couldn't see to it. Me. Uh, they, they're taking their money. Something about a fool in their money is always. But it's also six fantastic games you can put up with a little bit of a stupid text. Hey, are they? I get the feeling they're probably stuck in their time, but I will. Time will tell. I will not buy this. I played Final Fantasy for ten years ago, and I thought that was still fantastic then. Basic, but fantastic. When working on the originals, I didn't think that the Final Fantasy series would be remastered almost thirty-five years later. Jesus Christ! Yep, it is a old series. Oh boy. Dragon Quest is older, oh. by the way. Well, yeah, but there's like 11 of them. How many Final Fantasies could there be? Like three? At, uh, at least four. I think they yeah. stopped at 13. They were going to make 14, but everyone decided not to because it was a bad idea. Yeah, and, and they just made and 13 part they, two. When they looked at the sales projection for 15, it was like, it'll sell well, but everyone will hate it. <laughs> we can't pull. take that rug damage pull. to our brand. Rug pull. <laughs> it's not a rug pull for single player games. It's just good investing. <laughs> no, it's just a stupidity filter. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, so you're definitely getting this on launch, Seth? No, because I already have it. Mm, interesting. That's, okay, I mean, you I, I will have a good. I will have good text on mine. Fake fan. <laughs> True. That's what FF stands for. You know what? Just for that, I'm going to go pre-order the not available anymore $260 edition. It comes. Do you have a vinyl player? Because it comes with two vinyls. I do not. I'll just put them up on the vinyl collection shelf, which will just be those two. <laughs> oh, it's good. I thought you were going to say you have a vinyl collection. Yeah, so, no, I was going to so come, come over and I literally, that's, I'm going to rob you if you. <laughs> it is one thing to collect vinyls if you have a vinyl player. <laughs> it's another it thing just to collect them. Yeah, like I, I'm legally obligated to rob you. <laughs> you know what they say a fool and his money are easily vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> a vinyl and his money is easily fooled. Fooled? Um, <laughs> A fool and his yeah, vinyl so are easily moneyed. I, well, I mean, you you tell us, Seth. You tell us. Uh, yeah. uh, speaking speaking of uh, Final Fantasies, 
Um, I hear the worst game they've ever released is getting DLC, Seth. Uh, I'm sorry, which one's the worst game? There's, there's a few of them, but I don't think oh, it's we- this one specifically. This one that we have on Docket is pretty based, actually. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> um, Babylon's Fall. <laughs> Final Fantasy Edition. Hey, mm, interesting. God, I don't think they even did a Final Fantasy crossover, but they did steal armor from Final Fantasy XIV. Ah, they play on school. Anyway, uh, Strangers of Paradise. Yeah, Stranger of Paradise, they just put out a trailer for its last DLC. Um, they're bringing in the Machinus class, so they're giving Jack a gun, and he's using it... <laughs> very effectively by bashing people with the base of it before shooting them. That's what I'd do. But yeah, looks guns really are cool. a short range we- Guns are a short range weapon. They, um, they are, everyone, yes. Everyone knows that. Um, looks really cool. There's a weird, um, there's a weird uh, thing people notice where the font for the um, logo is using the Final Fantasy 2 font. So people are expecting cr- a crossover with that. Um, there's also like an actual proper brand new level being introduced in this. So they, it seems like they're going all out with this uh, last one since this will be the last thing they put out for the game. And that's coming January 27. Oh, it's very close to uh, Fire Emblem Engage. It is, oh, actually. Yeah, and it comes out the 20, uh, 22nd. I don't know. It comes out sometime. Time's a social construct anyway. It'll be ready when it's ready. True. Just like Cyberpunk. Hey, that's good now. Allegedly. I need to play that. Man, I need to play that. I need to play The Witcher. Too many games. Please eliminate three. I am not Quick a question, player. Steve. Uh, is one of the games that you want to play Goat Simulator 3? Um, it is on my list of things to potentially play when it comes out. Is, Why? Uh, is something uh, bad happened to it? Is well, it okay? No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just wondering if uh, the way that it made up, uh, if the way that Goat Simulator 3 made it onto your list of games you want to play is by perhaps an advert that you might have seen. I've seen a couple of ads to that game. I won't lie. Did, did one of them perhaps involve some uh, leaked GTA 6 footage? Not sure, to be honest. Why? Would, can I go back and look at that if I wanted to look at GTA 6 leaked footage? Uh, you, you might be able to, but it probably won't be on the original video because uh, <laughs> Good Guy Rockstar took it down. Actually, no, I, I think the parent company took it down. I think Take Two took it down. I feel like we committed yeah, two we did, a bit yeah. and, and no one knows what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry. So we're going to move on. <laughs> yeah, you know take, cancel that, sorry. Take, take, take two, uh, Patrick, just take two. <laughs> wow. So the, the, the Groundhog Day segue. Um, basically, the, uh, one of the adverts for Goat Simulator 3 has been pulled down due to, uh, it's basically just a glorified copyright strike, right? I by, think so, um, yeah. By Take-Two, uh, or the Rockstar parent, because it featured GTA 6 leaked footage. Uh-oh. spaghetti Even though it was edited and a parody, but still. It's probably what it's, Take-Two is very... Protective. Trigger, it, it, protective but, one word, trigger-happy is another. <laughs> the thing is, I think this only works in Goat Simulator's favor. It does. It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like, it's, it's being taken down has probably put more eyes on the fact that it happened. Yeah, and definitely people would be like, oh, it's got GTA 6 footage in it. Oh, GTA <laughs> oh 6. my God. Goat Simulator 3 has GTA 6 within it. When is GTA 6 coming out? Never. We don't know. Uh. You know what? Patrick's answer is better. <laughs> it's going to come out. Uh, it's, so, let, let, let me tell you. There will be a year where we get the Holy Trinity. We will get GTA 6. Elder Scrolls 6, and Pokemon Legends colon Arceus spoiler cast from FTL. All in one year. It's going to be nuts. Yeah. I don't believe you. 
I do. You know what? I don't believe you either. Uh, Google uh, Seth six inch insertion to find out more. Now, 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 am six I, inches is am huge, I, man. Am I inserting or am I being inserted into? Yeah, it depends. Whatever you find on Google, come back, report back. That's your homework for the week. I've got to watch a movie. You got to Google that. I feel like those two are wildly different in amounts of investment and therapy required. Surely the movies are that bad. Only therapy. I know. I feel like Stephen finding out that he wasted money is pretty damaging to us. Like, I didn't waste. You know what? Move on. <laughs> See, the thought of it being a possibility has got him triggered. True. Uh, and move on. We shall, Steve. Don't worry. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2 is going to launch in fall 2023. And this is the one that we, uh, wait, am I, am I backwards on this one? Which, which one there's into the Spider-Verse coming out? Well, there's like into the Spider-Verse part two coming out. Um, uh, like, wait, is that also fall 2023? I think that's, I think that's, um, it's about halfway through the year, isn't it? Sort of May-ish. That's going to be May. This will be more towards September to October. Oh, okay. Which, September which one to November, has, I mean. And, and which one's got the crossover? That is, that is um, uh, Across the Spider-Verse. Okay, Across the Spider-Verse is the crossover. So, wait, yes. so why, why are we talking about Marvel Spider-Man 2 then? Because uh, Marvel Spider-Man was a fantastic game and Miles Morales was also a fantastic game. I mean, I'm sure it's fine, but it's no Into the Spider-Verse Part 2. It isn't, but they're, they're pretty good. They're pretty good all together anyway. I'm not picky. I'll take good Spider-Man content. What sort of spider? Uh, a huntsman. What sort of man? Uh, human. Girthy? Oh. <laughs> no, oh. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go with human. No, never mind, never mind. I, I, like, my, I like spider man. I don't like spiders man, which is just, <laughs> which is just a bunch of spiders thinking they're Peter Parker. <laughs> Taking photos of you. God, I hope spiders man is in the across Spider-Verse. That'd be so funny. I just need Spider-Man outfit jiggling from all the spiders moving inside it. <laughs> <laughs> is it just three three spiders in a trench coat? No, no, no. If they were Australian, they, they could get away with that. It's actually thousands of little spiders inside a trench coat. <laughs> is the trench coat also, like, shaped like a spider? Yes. Nice. No, no, it's shaped like a man. A human man. <laughs> a human man, even. Um, yeah, I, I think I have one of these. I don't know which one. It might be Miles Morales via PlayStation Plus. Um, haven't started it, but excited to play it because I've only heard good things about I, it. I would suggest playing 2018 first anyway, because um, Miles, Miles Morales continues on from it, but also Miles Morales kind of controls a bit better in some aspects, so it'd probably be a bit rougher to go backwards. Isn't Miles Morales just borderline DLC? Borderline DLC, but they did gameplay improvements. Okay. Expansion's probably the right word. Yeah, that, that sounds right. It was a very expensive expansion. Almost the price of a full new game. Yeah, basically. Also, uh, something I wanted to say that was funny about this is that Sony basically came out to uh, announce this because um, someone that was working on this game as a writer uh, confirmed it on their, uh, I think it was their LinkedIn account. They said they um, worked on this game that's coming out fall 2023. So now Sony's had to come out and just go, yeah, it's coming fall 2023. Oh, uh, that's funny. That, that, that reminds me of... Um... Oh, I don't remember the guy's name, but the one who was working on uh, Project Lazarus or whatever, the uh, backwards compatibility. And he's like, I'm so psyched to be working on backwards compatibility with Sony. And Sony's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even, 
I'm working on backwards compatibility with Sony. It's like I'm working on um game preservation, and then everyone thought that was um backwards compatibility. So Sony said, "Shut the fuck up! It's not backwards <laughs> compatibility." That's right. <laughs> God, it was such a simpler time. All of those like what six, eight months ago. Yeah, Jim Ryan coming out of the woodworks ago. No, guys, we're not we're not making old games work again. We're just going to put them in our servers. You'll never uh, play them. Womp, Gotta hate that man. Womp. <laughs> uh, but the question is, uh, what would you rather have? Would you rather fight one? Uh, <laughs> hang on, I'm sure there's a way I can make this segue work. Would you rather fight one drifting Jim Ryan or one telling you to shut the fuck up the whole time Joy-Con for the rest of your life? That was the worst segue in the history of segways. <laughs> is, is, this, is this Jim Ryan drifting in Motorstorm? Yes. Like, Motorstorm specifically, or...? <laughs> Motorstorm specifically because I wanted to stab you. Joke's on you. Jim Ryan's already got multiple <laughs> knives in my back. <laughs> All of them Motorstorm-related. <laughs> well, I mean, one, one of them was labeled Arctic Edge, which I barely count as a Motorstorm. Oh, no, sorry, no, uh, RC. RC, one of them, one of them had, a st- had a sticky note called RC on it, which I barely count as a Motorstorm game. So, uh, so anyway, Joy-Con drift, huh? <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, I'm actually starting to get it, to be honest. I have Crazy. it on my um, Nintendo Switch Pro Controller. I have been playing oh, po- no. I've, I've been playing Pokemon this entire time with a drifting jo- uh, controller. Um, well, I didn't realize well, it drifted on the, in the Pro Controller. I thought yeah, it was just I didn't Joy-Con. think that was possible. I thought, because all of this is about the no, Joy-Con No, no, because all of the controllers are done through the same manufacturer. So the drift happens across PlayStation controllers, Xbox controllers, and the Nintendo ones. Hmm. Because whoever makes the um, tech behind it, these um, the sticks, they have the patent for it. So everyone has to go through them. Ah. Oh, maybe just take better care of your stuff. I, I barely use this controller. Works for me. That, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's just, punishing me it's, for not playing the Switch more often. Yeah, it's just doing it for attention. So yeah. the, um, okay, so the, what's going on? What's going on with these Joy-Cons? Who was who that directed at? It's, it's uh, the article. <laughs> the article can't speak. <laughs> well, you. You are the one that introduced. All right, cool. I'll read it. It's fine. <laughs> while, while Steve learns to read... Um, I, I've had Joy-Con drift on one of my Joy-Cons and I thought it was connectivity rather than hardware issue. And I think in my case, I was mostly right because it hasn't drifted much since, but the, the one time that it caught me the fuck out was, uh, playing Breath of the Wild and I'd finally climbed to the top of this big ass mountain and I put, uh, and I, I put the controller down to, uh, message someone back on my phone and I look up again to see uh, Link just, like, plummeting to his death. (laughs) (laughs) No! How horrifying. I'm so sorry. That's terrible. Yeah. It uh, wasn't wasn't a fun time. Don't know why Seth's laughing about it. Um, I've I've had multiple instances of Link just dying in very hilarious ways. Like, one of the first deaths I had in uh, Breath of the Wild was I um, started shield surfing. And oh, yeah. um, it wasn't drift. It was just the way the shield started drifting on its own. Um, it broke down next to a cliff. Link started ragdolling and he just started ragdolling down the cliff and losing little bits of his heart as he was rolling down until he reached the bottom. And that was the last one needed to kill him. Nice. Uh, yeah. So um, what is the 
I'm trying to think of what what the uh, what our lovely listener can actually take away from the the Joy-Con so, article. So uh, essentially, um, the UK Consumer Watchdog is trying to get Nintendo uh, to, get, to compensate uh, people who got fed up with their Joy Cons having drift and buy new ones. Uh, and re- Nintendo is supposed to be reimbursing them. Um, it's no real legal obligation. It's just the the legal watchdog. Sorry, the Consumer Watchdog. Being like, you got to give these guys their money back. Good. Um, Make them. But it'll just be the UK. Why did that sound like Kermit the Frog trying to act tougher than he really is before going into prison? Uh, Look, to be honest, Kermit probably would do it. (laughs) What? Like drift Joy-Cons or go to prison? A bit of both. He'd go to to prison for Joy-Con drift. (laughs) For Joy-Con drift. (laughs) Joy-Con crimes. (laughs) Yeah. Enjoy con um, crimes, but, enjoy con crime accessories. <laughs> yeah, so it'd be sort of interesting um, to see if this um, goes anywhere, because from my understanding of UK consumer law, which is very little, should be surprised, um, they sort of have to do a bit more. It's just more of a, hey, we're calling you out for you guys being shit. Do something about it. I think this case has been going on for a while in the UK as well. Like, yeah, I feel like every sure time Joy-Con Drift is brought up, it's because there's some sort of legal battle going on in the UK. Isn't it, isn't it crazy that uh, Joy-Cons have been drifting for longer than Liz Truss was Prime Minister? Wouldn't be very long, to be honest. Have to release the Switch. True. Um, anyway, I don't really have anything more other than the shitty jokes that I keep throwing out there to contribute to that new story. So are we good to move on? We, yeah, we can move, move on. Moved on. Cool. Uh, speaking of things that the British get up to, raiding tombs. <laughs> Come on. I, 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 was, I was happy with that one. Come on. It was pretty good. I'll give you that. I'll give yeah, you that. Yeah, there hey, you go. put a smile on my face. Hey, I, we, we take did. those. We take those. Um, then why Amazon did the British Games. Museum do this time? <laughs> well, even worse, uh, it's Jeff Bezos on behalf of British Museums Everywhere um, publishing new, uh, a, a new Tomb Raider title for multiple platforms. Yeah, um, the, the, the series that was being done by Crystal Dynamics, so it's the new reboot timeline. Yeah. Which I feel like they should have been done with by now. I feel like that was a trilogy done and dusted. Okay, that, that, that's the thing I've been trying to figure out. I feel like, I feel like every couple like weeks or months, we hear something about Tomb Raider, but it's never concrete news. It's just an announcement. Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's, there's definitely something going on there. Yeah, it's when, going on on Unreal Engine 5, wasn't it? Is that just a great to say, Seth? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Uh, when, um, when they announced Unreal Engine 5 had a bunch of games like um, already in development for it, Tomb Raider was one of the ones that was mentioned right away. Was Prince of Persia also one of them? Unfortunately not. <laughs> that, that, Unreal Engine 5 was not a reason why that got delayed again. <laughs> But the thing is, it would be believable if it was. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. In fact, I think if I look hard enough, I can find a news article from this <laughs> week saying that that game got delayed again. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if I looked hard enough, I could find an article saying that Joy-Con Drift is the reason it got delayed. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> wouldn't you know what? I'm, going to, I'm right. going to blame it on the next uh, uh, article when we get to it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so with Tomb Raider, with <laughs> the announcements that we continually get, uh, I'm not even sure if I'm that excited. I know there was like the the one, there was like the, I think PS4 title, which I never got to play that everyone said was a really good Tomb Raider. 
I haven't really been around the series much otherwise is uh, is this something you guys are excited for like what's the what's the deal i didn't like the first of the tomb raider reboot games josh really loved these um, um but they're, i they're, didn't like them yeah they're, they're very uh, they're, they're very uncharted, uncharted at home yeah it, we've got uncharted at home um, yeah, good. it's um, still it's still fun like there are certain aspects like there there's like sort of a crafting upgrade system which i thought was like sort of all right but i think i get them for like 80 percent off Every they go on sale for like all, including all the DLC as well. So I pick them up on sale. Yeah, I, I was about to ask Stephen. Um, have you played all three of these games and their DLCs? Um, I played the first two. The first two. Uh, okay, never mind then. Two. I was going to ask if you knew if by the end of the third one, if she has become the Tomb Raider and risen to that title yet, or if that's why they're making the fourth one. I fucking like I wouldn't be able to tell you. I think I think God, I actually <laughs> own the. I think I own the third one. I just need to play it. Um, but it's just. The second one wasn't as good as the first one. Yeah, the um, reboot trilogy names were all really bad as well. Yeah, um, shit names. It was Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and... Oh, God, what's the third one? Um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. <laughs> That's like um, Spider-Man... Uh, what's, what's the order? See, this is the problem. What's the order? Homecoming, Far From Home, No Way Home? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was that exact yeah. order as well. Wow, look at that. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there was nowhere else to go. No, it's true. Yeah, no, it's I, true. I, I also don't really have anything more to add to it. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, speaking of the British Museum again. <laughs> um, what do they steal this time? Well, uh, there's a chance that they, are, that they stole the um, Assassin's Creed codename Jade gameplay. Oh, lovely. I, I don't think they did, but I'm also not saying that they didn't. I, I could believe that the British Museum did that. <laughs> also, this leaking has pushed back Prince of Persia. They, they haven't announced it, but I'm announcing it for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at that hot off the press. Um, yeah, I, I know that we talked about when they launched a whole bunch of the code name. name like, what am I trying to say? When there was like that big um, press release a few months ago now of all of the upcoming Assassin's Creed titles, including the codename uh, bits and pieces. I don't remember if Jade was one that I was super excited for or not, because it was one no. that they did like a full in-game trailer for that looked sick. But they also had really similar names. There was like Jade and like uh, River or something. Jade was the one that was a mobile game, so no. Yeah, like, okay, it was, definitely wasn't that one. It, it was a good setting to pick because they're going with um, ancient China. Yeah, but, that's right. But because it was on mobile, it was like, yeah, no, it's just a hard skip. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, 10 minutes of gameplay leaks from this. Um, it was on this article at one point. It's been taken off now. I guess it got struck down. Um, I watched <laughs> a little bit of it. It's really funny that this leaks because it has the person's Ubisoft ID all over it. So yeah, whoever dumb. yeah, whoever leaked it is going to get hit hard. Um, They're going to be in very trouble. It, but at the same time, maybe I could like, let's just say all three of us work together. I would just go into your thing and then post it from your Yeah, yeah. That, thing. People, so people make do it that. Look, yeah. And then you would get in trouble while I have it least three reddit gold or whatever they use for currency in yeah actually hole. the gameplay is still up it, they just hyperlinked it in the article this time <laughs> nice um but yeah no it's assassin's creed at home on mobile 
I, I, I don't know about you. I don't know about you guys. I cannot wait to hear about how this is a live service game shutting down after a year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, another mobile game that was a live service game got shut down. I didn't put it on the docket because I didn't think it was worth bringing up. But since it's a tangent now, um, the Crash Bandicoot mobile game is getting shut down after a year and a half of service. I didn't even realize there was one. Yeah, no, it was an infinite runner and they stopped supporting it basically right away. And now it's being um, shut down. Rug pull, rug pull, rug pull. <laughs> and the developers of that game, King. <laughs> And now all of the pieces fall into place. It was a tax write-off so Microsoft could buy them to make the next Crash Bandicoot. Exactly. You're welcome, by the way. I don't know. I don't like that next Crash Bandicoot coming out. It's not even out yet. Actually, no, it's not. They've released trailers and stuff. Anyway, what, Crash, Ban- what, cra- Crash Bandicoot Activision crashes into unions. God, poor Crash. He shouldn't <laughs> be a symbol of anti-unions. <laughs> When, when you're born a bandicoot, your uh, life's already thrown enough curveballs at you. So anyway. Yeah. This Assassin's Creed gameplay is fine. It's, it's definitely a mobile game. Yeah, that, the, see, that, that's the thing. That's the thing. People keep asking. It's like the, the whole do not have bones thing from um, when they announced that when Activision yeah, announced Diablo's going to phones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All of that. It's just, I don't care how good it is on mobile. The fact that it's on mobile, I already have such a strong idea of what the fuck you're planning to do with it, and I hate all of it. Yeah. It'll probably end up following the Genshin model as well, where um, they'll probably have um, loot boxes or something where they give you weapons that'll um, increase the damage you deal. Hmm. Not cool. to mention 17 different flavors of premium rocks to chew on while you play the game. <laughs> Nom, nom, nom. But it'll give Man, you a pretty well. looking anime girl, so it'll be all worth it. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, speaking of anime girls, <laughs> um, actually, I'm not even sure if that tangent holds up, but the, uh, the one, we have a One Piece Odyssey trailer. There uh, are definitely anime girls in One Piece. They, they all look like it, the, it, all, all of their body that's... shapes are infinity symbols and an X. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm so glad to hear from you, Seth, that anime girls are in one piece. <laughs> You're welcome. I, I'm, I here so when, <laughs> I'm here to confirm when I'm here to confirm whenever anime girls are in something or not. I'm. I, I was getting so sick of of having to listen to you talk about how the how you put anime girls in multiple pieces, and we kept telling you, <laughs> Seth, oh. it's not healthy. <laughs> You've got to stop this. No, it's one piece, like the swimsuit costume. That's why they're not wearing any clothes. So anyway, the trailer. Rats. I thought that was funny. Never mind. Yeah, so uh, anyway, uh, One Piece. Uh, Steven is our resident One Piece expert. I love One Piece. I, uh, I don't watch the anime because the anime is fucked. I'm a very big reader of the manga. Um, and I'm a very big fan of the One Piece Pirate Warrior series as well. So, um, so essentially, One Piece Odyssey, they've released a big 11-minute Oh, so you, you're a fan of One Piece? Name every piece. There's only one of them. Fucking name it. Uh, uh, peace. Name it. Okay, it. Fucking idiot. Fucking got him. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Oh no, I have been got. <laughs> so uh, what yeah. do I do? You really should have um, made that harder to do. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so they released you. Like, it is on you. Um, so they Does this mean I'm Yeah, alright, cool. I'm done. I'm <laughs> How does it feel being Seft? <laughs> <laughs> you just got Seft. <laughs> 
you know what? I hate uh, this. I'm taking it back. <laughs> no, it's too late. You said it on mic. You <laughs> You know what? I'm the editor. I can censor it on mic. You know, if this isn't the episode title, I'm going to reference it every single episode. And everyone's going to be like, what the fuck is going on? What are they doing over there? Um, yeah. So anyway, One Piece oh, Odyssey. I'm there. The, it comes out like January the 13th. It's supposed to be a, a weird um, RPG One Piece crossover that's like got turn-based combat, which really doesn't make sense to like One Piece universe. But the way that they sort of set it up as in the trailer, it's like, oh, you're going through the realm of memories and blah, blah, blah. It does look cool and interesting. Um, doing the realm of memories is such a, conv- like, quotation marks, convenient way to make everyone level one in an RPG. Yes, it's especially for an anime crossover RPG. Um, anyway, it was sort of interesting to sort of see how like it, it all works, and you've got like crossover attacks, and in the when you the overworld, like they pretty much said there's um, three parts to the game. There's like the adventure, there's the battling, um, and then there's the story. I believe dramatic story, um, gameplay, battles, and adventuring. Yeah, which is sort of interesting, and then. They sort of shared, like, different One Piece characters can do different things in the overworld um, and that could lead to more treasure and all that kind of thing. Realistically, uh, this game has the potential to be good, but depending on how good the actual game part is, it could be very, like, drag... It could just drag on or be not very good because they released a... I think it was in 2020... uh, a game fairy tale that was sort of very much in this sort of turn-based... Uh, telling the story type of vein, and it was well, I never played it, thank God, but it was fucking atrocious. Like, it, it wasn't very good. The system was clunky, it never really worked. So, I'll be watching this with one eye open. Um, Waiting for the $35 anime game price drop. Or maybe not even that, like, turn based and, and doesn't it? I don't see how it would work with an action oriented game like One Piece. Like, it's the first time they've done turn based, as far as I'm aware. Most of them are either like arena fighters or, or uh, action adventure games. Or, or yeah, Musos as well. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, January 13th, I think it comes out. We'll see what happens. Um, it's also, pretty soon. It's sooner than I expected. Yeah, it's a weird time to drop as well. Like it's in that like, middle yeah, of January. January is usually a dead month. Yeah. Um, Wasn't that when Legends Arceus came out? It was at the end of January, which is also when Fire Emblem's coming out, I guess. Nintendo, yeah, Nintendo's yeah, serving up on the end of January. Yeah, always got to make sure things are coming out. But a funny thing about this, this game is being published by Bandai Namco, but being developed by Ilka, and Ilka are the people that are remade, in air quotes, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Curl. And oh, this looks like a vast improvement over that. Let's just leave that comment. <laughs> just leave that hang there. Because of the quality difference, I gotta wonder if if it was Ilka's fault that Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl ended up the way it was, or if it's because Juinchi Masada was shifted off into directing that game. Probably a bit of everything, to be honest. I it was a probably being a rush job as well. Yeah, trying to get it out for the sake of getting a game out, and looking back on it. The fact that that game came out like what a month and a half before Legends Arceus, it did feel like it's oh shit, we've got to get a a video game out this year. Mm. Yeah, a year before Scarlet and Violet. I still yeah. liked parts of that game. I, I did like parts of it, but I think revisiting Diamond and Pearl realised that uh, Diamond and Pearl aren't really the best games. And the fact that they chose 
to ignore all the improvements that Platinum made to it. Platinum? It's pretty rough. It's not, oh, not okay. Platinum the game, not Platinum the studio. Oh, no, no, not no. God forbid no, the Bayonetta but, developers put their hands on it. But also, also for it to be not quite a remaster and not quite a remake because it also didn't have any of the quality of life features that you sort of come to expect from a Pokemon game like now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was, it was just kind of odd. Yeah. Plus, like plus so much of the back end code being the same that the same glitches in the game were still yeah, there. Yeah, that's funny. Fucking lazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Yeah. I still bought it. So joke's on me, I guess. Joke is on it you. As well. I didn't. The I real have one yet piece was the Gen Four. The the real one piece was the discovery of uh, paying full price for games. Am I right, Steve? The only games I bought full price are Pokemon game. And that Actually, was a mistake, Nintendo. wasn't it? No. If you listen to last week's episode, you'll realize it wasn't. I mean, for Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, it was a mistake, right? No, I don't think so. Like that, the game didn't get better with time. Like they might have fixed a couple of bugs and stuff, but. The- a lot of the stuff that went bad to that game was Imagine because... Sinnoh with the, the current trend of not having HMs. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what they did. They took out the HMs. Yeah, oh, did they? Clicker. Yeah. Didn't you play okay. it? I, no, I didn't. I haven't played it yet. Oh, I thought for some reason I thought like, you were in there. But... Like, literally everyone um, is saying it was the exact same game, so I just kind of figured they didn't remove HMs. No, nah, no, they... they, they all the, it's 90, 95% the same game. Um, but they, they, the HMs work off the Poke Gear now, and you like call a a Pokemon to do something. Oh, so like Sun and Moon that. method. Uh, not not really, but close enough. More like Pokemon Ranger method. So anyway, yeah, One Piece. It, that's out soon. You know what? Executive order. We're moving along. <laughs> We're moving along to what, Patrick? Uh well, we have finished with the news. It is an audience question for this week. Uh, the audience question comes from Chris Kringle. Uh, wait, sorry, Krispy Kreme Kringle. (laughs) Uh, Um, he asked, uh, (laughs) legend. (laughs) Um, he asked, you know, uh, just because he stole it from me at the beginning of the episode, Krispy Kreme, uh, Cream, Ossie, Claus, Kringle. You know, you know, ignore him. You know what? No audience question for you. Just, just, just yeah. for that. You know, yeah. you know what? I'm getting cold donuts you know for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> cold donuts. Cold donuts. I know, uh, that, yeah. I know the donuts have a hole, but that's not what they're for. <laughs> Thin ice, buddy. Thin ice. <laughs> Understandable. Um, Krispy Kreme Kringle asks, uh, which of us are on the naughty and nice list, and what do we want for Christmas? Well, clearly I just got put on a naughty list. <laughs> and I think Steven um, just did as well. No, I got uh, I, I got a mark next to my name. You, you got a pass. Yeah. You got a one-time um, free pass. I don't know what I want for Christmas. I'm usually one of those people that, like, if I want something, I just buy it. Um, I think I offered my letter for Santa. I asked for, like, a couple of, like, linen shirts so I can look like a complete douchebag. Um, like uh, Pokemon branded ones or... No, I do need to look at the new original Stitch stuff. They've um, released new stuff. But no, just uh, some general white ones. So for the uh, one boat party I go on every three years, I look the part. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, Seth, from the Naughty List, what's, what's on your one. Christmas list? You want the Krispy Kringle? He's allowed to have a list. It's just Santa will actively like fuck him over and not get him anything from it. 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. Since, since that's how this works, uh, Krispy Kreme Kringle. Um, I would like to not get paid for editing the podcast. Really bringing that up, don't you? <laughs> something, something about dead horses. <laughs> yeah, it's, you, you beat them. You I, beat I, them. I think, you beat them uh, more. If Seth, Seth, if you if you look under your seat, you'll actually you'll actually find some. Union-busting propaganda, courtesy of our friends at Activision. <laughs> oh, no! And they're all covered in crash merch? <laughs> How could they do him like this? Even in this hypothetical, Spyro was still getting ignored. <laughs> Probably for the best. I just, I, I love the idea of one of those, like, say no to drugs ads, but it's Crash Bandicoot saying, you know what's even better than getting an extra life? Getting respect from my boss. No, it's Crash Bandicoot saying, say no to unions. <laughs> I was thinking, do you guys remember Crash Purple and Spyro Orange? Instead of now, it's um, Crash Busting and Spyro Unions. I don't know any of those words that you just said. I assume it's some sort of weird Pokemon. I know the busting, but from a very different connotation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I retract my statements from the past five minutes. Well, what, what, okay, let, let, let's. Uh, that's a good place to pivot on. What are you expecting to get from Chris? Uh, what are you expecting to get for Christmas, our dear friend Pat? I, I'd, I'd really like my house not to be flooded. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? That'd be, more that'd be fucking sick. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's literally turning your house into a pool to keep you cool during these hot summer months. Some people are so ungrateful. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Lots, lots of people less fortunate would kill for a pool like, like is currently in the bottom of my house. Most people, most people don't complain about water beds. <laughs> As someone who um, slept on a water bed once and then begged my parents for a water bed for like five years, um, and then like they didn't cave. That was really good with it. And then I went to another friend's house uh, and slept on a water bed for like a week straight. Um, water beds are not good. They are an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> they're, good for, to, they're good for the first experience. Yeah, and then like you, you roll over in the middle of the night, and the bed comes with you, and then it goes away, and it comes back. Unnatural, man. Unnatural. <laughs> yeah, I was getting seasick by the end of it. I fucking hated it. How do you get seasick? Seasick from swimming. I, I I love the idea that that Steve is one of the only people on the planet that has to put on water wings before he goes to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just because like you you're on the water bed and like you're rolling around. Um, I would simply sleep better. Filtered, right? Filtered by sleep. <laughs> bro, just close your eyes. How hard is it? <laughs> just count sheep, bro. <laughs> you know what? It's been like ten years. Maybe I should get a water bed. How, you know what? How much are water beds? Just quickly before we um as a treat. Water <laughs> the bed gets a little water as a treat. Um oh, man. Look, it doesn't How have to this... cost anything. Just go to your kitchen, get a glass of water and tip it on your bed. <laughs> put it in the put the hose in the mattress. Um so we're going to Mr. Water Bed. Uh, just, water... just piss yourself like a man. <laughs> so we're at waterbed.com.au. Um start shopping now. He calls himself Mr. Waterbed. Mr. Waterbed is waterbed.com.au. Hey, Seth, um, quick question. If Steve graduates from uh, looking at Kickstarters while we're recording to looking at waterbeds while we're recording, is this an improvement or, or a decline? I honestly don't know. I feel like, I feel like they're both scams. Fucking hell. Woo. 
fine. Like they start, they start off at a grand. I have no concept of like price for waterbeds. I don't know if a grand is a lot or not for a waterbed. I don't even know what a real waterbed looks like. All I think of the ones are from Simpsons where it's like just a kiddie pool, but as a bed shape. <laughs> and it's got fish in it. Yeah, exactly. This you're one sleep- comes with- um, You're sleeping with the fish as like uh, Troy McClure. Actually, I'm going to put this in the chat. Um, and I want you to place this as well, Seth. This is the most fucking cursed- um, way to take a picture of a fucking bedroom. Um, is it from- Why is this a selfie of Bobby Kotick? What? (laughs) Why? It's it's outside. Okay, we're ignoring the Kotick comment. Um, (laughs) But it's outside. We'll circle back. (laughs) They put like a bedroom outside and take a picture of it. (laughs) (laughs) Who does this? (laughs) And they were- Two and a half grand, bro. Um, they're trying to advertise. Bed. They're trying to advertise that the bed is natural. <laughs> nah, that's fucked up. Good vibes only. The Winston yeah. Suite. Oh my god. It, when, when you have this bed, uh, this bedroom setup, that's how much space you'll feel like you have. <laughs> that's how connected to nature you'll be when you wake up and you've pissed yourself. Okay, so, okay. So this is the this is the last point I'll say. So this website refers to like the part that holds the water as a bladder. That yeah, true. Like that's that that that's like that accepted. P is stored in the balls. <laughs> they've got they've got oh, okay. One more thing, man. This is no, This is we're gonna. You only get one more one more thing. Um, this I want all these posted up, Seth. I want all these posted up. This is it's like a it's an octagon. It's an octagon shaped <laughs> bed. What oh, the no, fuck is wrong this with this? Oh people? my god. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I kind of like that. You know what? I'm getting Santa on the line after this. I'm not going to make a couple of calls. Uh, what, if, what if Santa's actually a purveyor of waterbeds and you shitting on his life and dreams just puts you on the naughty list faster? What if he's the other way? Well, what, what, <laughs> he, he rewards you for seeing through the, the veneer of shitty waterbed sellers. Yeah, he's been fleeced before. Santa looks like someone who's... <laughs> Who's <laughs> been fleeced before? One of the elves was involved in an MLM involving waterbeds, and Santa's just wary. Uh, man, I'm going to close all these before I do something. Before <laughs> oh, I yeah, just... congratulations on Google now serving you waterbed ads for the rest oh, of your fuck. life. <laughs> Girlfriend gets home. Oh, I can't wait to go to bed. Hey, babe, waterbed time. <laughs> Stephen, you have to go. <laughs> Stephen, let go. <laughs> this, this one has a shark it's been in ten it. years. <laughs> Pretty much since it would have been. Maybe it's been 15. Me and the water bed sleep outside, babe. I'm going with the Winston suite. Like a true king. Um, Well, uh, hopefully that answers your question, uh, Mr. Krispy Kreme Kringle. Um, And if you or anyone that you know has a question you want us to answer, get in touch. We're on Facebook at Fast Travel Lounge, Twitter at Fast Travel Lounge. Minus one of the L's, uh, although I think Elon Musk is kind of hoarding all the L's at the moment, so we might be losing the <laughs> other ones soon. Um, <clears throat> or uh, good old good old mailbag, fastravelounge at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> which, funny tangent, we can't promote those socials on Twitter anymore, I just realized. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, God, you're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. We got a jail. <laughs> Uh, well, good thing that we're not posting the full podcast to Twitter because otherwise Elon Musk would come would 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 be coming for us in the night. Um, 
anyway uh whatever whatever platform you are listening to this on uh if if you can find a way to to give us a like rating or review then that'll really help uh we really we really love that Um, only five stars but anything less than five stars keep it to yourself I, I mean, if you don't have anything we'll, nice we'll to say, take, don't we'll say take it at three. all. Exactly, I mean, thanks, Mom. Like you, you could you could take that approach, or you know, let's just split the difference. Give us a three. I'm, I'm okay with that. Actually, three, you know three, what? Three. Let's go the other way. Let's see how many criticism. No, let's see, let's be the only podcast to get more than a thousand one star reviews. <laughs> that is <laughs> a <Yeah>. goal. <laughs> if you're if you actually know if you're a waterbed lover, slide into my DMs. Let's chat. <laughs> If you if you have we, a we could do it with a sponsorship, a real if, one. If 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 if, if you will, if, if if you want Steve to do an insertion with a bladder of yours, possibly waterbed related or not, uh, let him know. Don't don't you know what? for the um, for the, for the, for the, for the love of God, don't involve the rest of us. But let Steve know. Uh, but anyway, uh, we hope everyone has a safe and wonderful Christmas and happy New Year. This is of course the last episode of 2022. Um, what's coming up? What's coming up next episode? Would be a 2022 reflection episode, perhaps? Yeah, yeah the year, I guess. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not cowards. We do that after the year is over. We will be taking a, a couple weeks off, so we'll be missing next week, possibly the week after. We'll have to see how we go. But uh, at least until that point, I have been Patrick. You've been listening to... Fast Travel Lounge episode 54. I have been joined by Seth and Steve, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Uh, happy birthday, Santa.